You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the eels are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. What's up, fellow brunchers? Welcome to Talk Brunch Live. August 5th, 2019. I'm your host, as always, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, and listening to episode 332. Riding shotgun with me tonight is Mr. Destin Frazier. All I'm saying is a particular statement we made last night, well, last week, we redact that statement. I'm redacting every statement. <laughs> All of them. It's a reboot. Hashtag reboot. <laughs> so listen, we just want to say welcome to all you new listeners to Mixer's number one wrestling news show. And we're going to go into why it's so great to be on Mixer here tonight. But before we No, it's do not that, Ninja. It's not because of Ninja. Nah, I'm just kidding. We welcome him as well. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to our chat room. Shout out to Willie V2 and Evie Gamer and Six Slayer and Lurks and Stasis Dreams, Joe Woe, Cole, Kula Ice, Mark 710, Edgy CJ Baller, George Z, C Room 87901, and also all of those listening currently to the live broadcast over at talkbunch.com. And of course, the rest of you who listen via iTunes, Stitcher, and all other popular podcatcher apps. We are, as always, available on every major digital audio provider, including SoundCloud, to search TalkBunch. And you can visit TalkBunch.com for that, plus our social media links, as well as replays of all of our content. Welcome, all, and thank you to this week's Wrestling Story Rundown. The go-home show before crazy week when you're going to get tired of hearing us on the air because we're going to be here on Saturday after NXT. And, of course, in the chat room during it, we're going to be here Sunday for SummerSlam in the chat room during with a post show afterwards and we're going to be here Monday to wrap up the entire weekend this is set technically the second biggest week of the year for wrestling yeah. it's going to be a wild one and of course quickly before we get into everything thank you everybody who wished me a happy birthday on Saturday I very much appreciate it all I'm saying is I'm officially the same living age as Kurt Cobain, Janice Jocelyn and Jimi Hendrix so, nice <laughs> yes, yes, happy happy birthday to you once again. I remember. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I remember years ago when you were just a listener and you wanted to have a birthday celebration on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live that down. I will never live it down. <laughs> you know, so. well, All I mean, I'm saying is, if it wouldn't if it lined up on a Monday this year, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so. It may not be a birthday celebration, but we do have a really big show tonight. So hopefully that'll make you feel better. We got a, we got two polls. So don't forget, guys, vote on the polls. If you're listening on demand, you can go to talkbrunch.com and the polls are on the top of the page, both for NXT Takeover Toronto as well as for SummerSlam 2019. There's two ways to go about it, depending on your device, because I know everyone has different setups. You got the two links on the very top of the page on the left and right. You can just tap on those or click on those. It'll take you directly to a poll page or if you just scroll directly down on the talkbrunch.com page directly below the mixer chat room uh there's also just the embedded version of them we can just scroll right there so whatever is most convenient 
uh, just take the polls. You don't even have to take them now because, as you know, uh, long-time listeners, we'll go through the polls together. First, we'll talk about what happened on Raw, and then we'll bring up the polls and go through what we think is going to happen for the matches. Uh, yeah. So two big polls tonight as well as a bunch of news. Uh, definitely fantastic stuff. And, Mark, if that's the case, don't get her from Bangkok. I don't trust him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I did decide to coin us as Mixer's number one wrestling show because, quite frankly, we are. And I would go above and beyond that and say that although we might, might not be the largest community, I don't think anyone is covering news on a weekly basis in the detail that we are. And I challenge you, if you're a listener and you, and you know anyone that is, try to, try to present it. Because to my knowledge, no one's doing it to the extent where I'm not trying to just pat our own backs here or anything. But we, we're covering everything in detail. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, and basically filtering out all the clickbaity shit, which takes a long time, you know, but, uh, it's definitely fun and the payoff is getting to do the show and have you guys here. Oh, it's great. I've always said sometimes this doesn't feel like a show. It literally just feels like I'm hanging out with like 12 of my friends just talking about wrestling and shit. Yeah. And what people new to Mixer may not know, one of the great things here is that we're on what are called the FTL servers, the faster than light servers. And what that means is that for you live people in the chat room, you're hearing us instantly. There's delays even on television. You even have a few second delay or whatever. I don't know what the the technical part is, but not here. When you're hearing us, that's when we're speaking. It's not like there's like when when you're when you type in the chat room, we're seeing it instantly. Twitch doesn't do that. YouTube doesn't do that. There's no other service in the world where you're hearing us in exact real time. A lot of people don't know that because as much as that's such a cool feature, like they don't boast about that. When we do Tuesday game nights, for those of you that don't know about that, it's a it's a night where we do literal interactive game shows uh, on this channel. That's part of the reason why it's something that can only be done here because they have timers and counters and you kind of need to have that split second reaction there. So, again, oh, yeah. fantastic to be on Mixer. Mixer's number one wrestling news show. Make, it, it even helps during the gaming streams, like when people uh, come into the chat room, like a brand new, like example, Rocco Taco. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show. But yeah, it man. helps yeah, even when, up, like, it's a game we're not that experienced and somebody else who's more experienced comes in, they're giving us advice and we're getting it the second they give it to us. Yeah. And the network that's on here, the community and there's other mixer streamers that we're friends with that are fantastic. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool people. It's a tighter community than like those big giant ones like Twitch. When we jumped over, people forget long time listeners that we were streaming games on Twitch and we jumped over knowing that it was a smaller com- community, knowing we'd lose followers and, and, and somewhat of a following to, to jump to mixer because, uh, it's great here, and I do like being able to tell a joke and have everybody laugh at the same time, not 20 seconds later. If I'm playing a game and I die and I go, oh, shit, I want everyone to react to that, oh, shit, then and <laughs> realize I'm going to die. It's just it's a cool feature. I really dig it. You know, it's almost oh, like yeah. putting everyone in the same room together, whereas when we were streaming on other platforms, it felt like we were broadcasting out to the world. Where here, it feels more like we're all in the same room doing the same thing. So exactly. Yeah. Very cool stuff, man. But uh. Yeah, some unfortunate stuff as far as uh, having that announcement at the end, even though we all knew it was coming, you know. Uh, speaking of, see, see, when I was just talking about the match I'm not looking forward to is the Goldberg one. And again, later on tonight, we'll go through all of the uh, the SummerSlam matches after we talk about Raw and everything else. Yeah, because, uh, even the bathroom break. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're going to call the Goldberg thing, the bathroom break? Exactly. Every time he's in a match, it's a piss break. <laughs> Because there are less botches in the P than there are in a gold perk match. That's messed up, man. You know I'm right, though. 
<laughs> I feel like we knew he was coming back most of the weekend, right? Yeah, we we even talked about it off air once. Like the way it was happening, it was like, oh, this fucker's gonna come back again. So Rocco, I, I guess you can bring up topics ish, but on the show we have a giant program where odds are all topics are gonna come up. Yeah. You know, so like chances are whatever you're thinking might be already kind of on the way. But. You know, we talk everything on here. Uh, sometimes we miss things just because of time, but I mean, this shows about Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW. Everything is going to happen at SummerSlam. Again, we got the two polls. You're going to be voting on the NXT Takeover for Saturday and Sunday, so there are there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to bring up. Just want to filter and make sure we get to the really good shit first, and then we will have time to uh, afterwards have you guys. Uh, if you have any suggestions about stuff, or if we forget anything, you could remind us. Yeah, and there's always cases where maybe if something you wanted to bring up, it might just be something. That's why you hit that follow button. Come back around next week, it might come up again. Yeah, but don't worry, we we have a very good uh, setup here. So oh, yeah. let's look through the news and see what we got here. I'm seeing uh, Ronda Rousey put up something here uh, called "Tables Get Even." Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, and again. Yeah, that girl has a sense of humor, huh? I wonder what the hell this <laughs> She's so be. funny. She could do stand-up comedy and she'd be an ace. Yeah, it's called Tables Get Even. I guess that's another one of her little parody shows or something. You know, well, let's have a look at uh, what this is. I, I haven't seen it again, so it'll be my uh, first reaction to you guys. Let's see exactly what the hell's going on here. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, uh, here we go. Thank you for the follow. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Here we go. There's no way to relax like in complete isolation. I mean, it's just us and trees and woods for miles and miles, 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 miles. Devon. Devon. I'm I'm sorry. You all right? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's like a deer or something? <laughs> Want another drink? Did you, did you guys hear that? They're here. Diva. What? Get the tables. <laughs> oh, it's time to testify. The stipulations have changed. You see, they don't die. They multiply. The tables got me. That's how they breed. They go through us. This is a place of peace, goddammit! Get your ass out of here, you big wooden bastard. Table for two, bitch. Let's make some motherfucking march. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not kill. Now, shall not mess with Diva. <laughs> oh, it's time to testify. Down like that, really? I want to 
see this movie now. <laughs> I guess I'm invested. I don't know, man. I don't know what that the was going awesome. On. Oh god, <laughs> that woman has too much time on her hands. Oh what? my god, really good production value too. That man. was excellent. <laughs> yeah, like oh was, Jesus, that is yeah. That's what she needs. They they need to cross her over into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? No, let her become part of the history. I'm hearing there's a few people that they're thinking of adding to it, like a few celebrities, like Keanu Reeves going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow. I mean, he's already in Cyberpunk, right? <laughs> yeah, they just want now. Suddenly, Keanu Reeves is, is good enough to be in everything. Isn't he like fifty? I think so. He, he's up there. Doesn't that give you hope for fifty? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm over here bugging out about thirty, and I'm like, Keanu Reeves is fifty. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what? Not too bad now. <laughs> He said Reverend Devon's back. Oh my god. That, <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, I hope Rhonda comes back soon though, you know. Like uh I think that's one yeah, of the people uh, it, that we it, need to see more of. It'd be nice to see her back. Like she has been very much missed in this sport. Like it, it's good that she's having fun and she's having a good time, but we miss you, Rhonda. We yeah, I wonder what's going on because I, I kind of thought she'd be back like within a year, like she'd have the kid, but I mean, she's not even pregnant yet, man. It's going to be a really long time. They might get overtaken by AEW in that time. <laughs> you know, like there might not be anything to come back to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, well, well, no, go, well, no, they have their secret weapon, okay? They have Bill. AEW can't compete with Bill. Bill. Or the ring post, or the door, or the window, or the stage that they slipped on SummerSlam 2003. AEW don't got that. <laughs> All they got is the Lucha Brothers and the Elite. <laughs> oh God! Look at us having to settle poor us. Oh, I'll tell. Like I said before, they got till October. Two more months. <laughs> two more months. I'll have something to tap and then go to. Don't play with me. You never know if within two months they'll get their act together, though. Uh, who knows? I would hope so. I would really hope so. Shout out to Monk, Monkish Singer. Welcome to the room, man. Welcome, welcome. We're just getting started here with the uh, with the wrestling news. We also might be moving a little bit slower because I'm also getting new, used to our new setup here, the way the videos are laid out and stuff. I love the uh, theater atmosphere. This is great. Yeah, right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we coming up, man. <laughs> moving on up. That's what we need. Jefferson in the background. <laughs> I love how George says Bill versus the door and Ziggler. And Stasis go door goes over. <laughs> You joke, but <laughs> oh uh, god, good stuff. But yeah, it seems like Ronda's gonna have a long wait before she comes back, which is uh very unfortunate because if they ever needed star power, boys going into this Fox deal. Oh yeah, they they need it badly. Yeah, no, it's uh, I don't know. Right now, if she comes back, I also wonder if she would be someone who's a special attraction again. You know, would she be someone who uh, who who like actually? Is there regularly? Like, how would her situation work? Yeah, I mean, it seems like she's definitely healthy enough to where she could be there on a consistent basis. I mean, the whole year she was here, like, it, it, it was never like the the excitement dissipated at all. It was always that same, oh, Ronda Rousey's here excitement. So it's, it's good to know that she could deal with that. And it's not going to be a thing where it's like, okay, she's been here for a couple of weeks. Okay, well, Ronda's here. It was like, ah, oh, Ronda's on Raw again. <laughs> it was a consistent excitement when it came to that. Yeah, no, I agree. 
So uh, while we're speaking about the celebrities, the crossover celebrities, so The Rock apparently is done, huh? Yeah, he finally officially hung the boots up. Yeah, we got a clip here of The Rock saying he's done. I'm going to link you guys to it in the chat room. Of course, it'll be up on our social media. Uh, I mean, it's not as huge enough. Like he wrestles regularly, but this is him basically saying he, it's it's never going to happen again, you know, which, you know, didn't he always say that it would always be his home? I mean, I guess he's old. Anyway. Do you ever miss <laughs> wrestling? I miss wrestling. I love wrestling. Yes, I do. As I realize you guys fact. have that in common, by the way. I did Moonlight. Well, she, she I wrestled. Done some some wrestling um, events. WrestleMania actually was when in Miami. I got to wrestle at WrestleMania, which was a huge honor. And you were making your big comeback, so I was yes. giddy. It was like amazing. I remember that. That yeah. was down in Miami. Yeah, you're a big movie star now. So, how much do you miss it? Do you wish like you could do a little bit of everything? Well, I mean, no. I, I quietly uh, retired from wrestling um, because I was lucky enough to have just a really wonderful career and accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. I mean, but there's nothing like a live crowd, live audience, live microphone, as you know, as you both know. Um, so wrestling, plus I grew up in wrestling. For a lot of you guys that don't know, my grandfather wrestled, my mm-hmm. dad as well, my whole family. So, And I actually had my very first match ever in the WWE was in Madison Square Garden, and it was a big pay-per-view. And, and it's funny because I always I credit my time and my journey in pro wrestling to get me to where I am today, because especially that particular night. So I'll break it down for you. Very first match ever in the company of the WWE. And generally, your very first match, you have it in a small town, small crowd, non-televised. Right. This was Madison Square Garden, sold out, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, Survivor Series, um, sold out Madison Square Garden, 22,000 people. I was in one of the main events. No one knew who I was. And, you know, there's that saying, if you make it here in New York, you can make it anywhere because it's the toughest crowd and they really test you, especially in the world of wrestling. So I went out, I had my match, and at about the 15-minute mark of my match, 22,000 people were chanting, Rocky, Rocky. Oh, my God. And it just set me on a path wow. in my career that I'll never forget. So right here in New York City. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So you can forget about he'll be making cameos. He's like a regular legend now. Aside from the cameos, you're not going to see him doing anything. Okay. Hell of a career. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to miss him at all? (laughs) Um, So here's the thing with The Rock. The main thing when it came to him, when he would come back and wrestle, it wasn't ever like overdone to where I got tired of it. It wasn't like with some of these wrestlers who come back for like that, that last, quote, one last match. With Rock, when he came back to wrestle again um, that year, it was like, oh, my God, I literally have not seen this man in like seven or eight years. So the fact that he came back to wrestle, it's not like he slowed down whatsoever. He's still as good as he'd always been. So it's kind of good to see a legend where it's like, hey, call it quits when you know it's time to call it quits. Don't overstay your welcome. And he hardly ever showed up that much to begin with. So it's like, definitely it's going to be. It's not even necessarily one of those things where I would necessarily miss it as much as it was cool to see it come full circle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I wish it would have been more than a quiet retirement. I wonder what his reasoning was for not having like a send off, you know? Yeah, that that's the weird thing is like there wasn't like a full blown send off like we've seen before. Yeah, like that's sort of what threw it off for me. I just kind of thought, hey, you know, maybe the guy would want something like that. But Yeah, most definitely. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he's going to be busy doing these freaking movies for the rest of his life, right? He's permanently oh, typecasted into that damn uh, that show, that that uh, Calvin and Hobbes shit or whatever. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> 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 you about to have a bunch of pissed off moviegoers in this chat room right now. People are gonna hate on it automatically, no matter what. Oh my god! I'm trying to bring up this Roman Reigns shit now and see what we could do with it because uh, and I want a big dog and another big dog. Yeah, he was he was in the uh, the what you call it? The big dog. No, not the big dog. He was in the. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, he he was in oh. the movie with this guy, and apparently he almost hit yeah. like a cameraman or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> poor cameraman. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. You know, you gotta keep your distance, man. You know the funniest thing I heard about that movie? I haven't seen it yet, but the funniest thing I heard was like he had no lines. Really? Like well, Roman I mean, Roman a- didn't say a word. Former Universal Champion, WWE Champion, and I'm gonna tell you a story. I did my first movie, the star of the movie. Some of you may know him as Dwayne Johnson. Some of you may know him as The Rock. I just know him as Dwayne. He's my cousin, family. Being the new guy, I thought I was just going to have like a regular fight scene. But then they told me, actually, you're going to have a fight scene with Dwayne. So we built it up, we built it up, and finally we get to the day. And it was going good. We're moving in like perfect chemistry. I hit a guy over here. He's hitting a guy over there at the same time. Then we switch. It was like a dance. At the end of any fight scene, you have that cool superhero pose. So we get eye to eye. Give him that breath of confidence. Here we go, brother. We throw our clubs right back. I know I'm the man. Oh, my God, I'm not the man. I hit the cameraman directly in the face. He takes a huge squill. He's on his back. I sprint over to him. I'm apologizing like crazy. Everybody's screaming. I pick him up and I notice that no one's looking at me anymore. They're all looking at Dwayne. And only in Dwayne fashion. Roman, I don't know why I even brought you on this project. And at that moment, I was like, oh, God, he's my boss. I think I gotta fire you now. But luckily, the cameraman, he was a trooper. He popped right back up. He took my apology. You get me on the chin if you got to. But every time I see that scene, I'm just gonna think about taking out the poor cameraman. Thank God for post production. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that cameraman got hit with the big dog of all big dogs. <laughs> that sucks. Oh my god. Be careful, Roman. If you run around there throwing big dogs at people and shit. Yeah, right. It's not safe. Yeah, that is Watch out for that big dog. Unbelievable. But I feel like he's gotten better in his time recently. He, you know? Yeah, he's he's been doing a lot better. I like I don't have to fight to struggle through his matches. His promos don't George, bother me. George said he watched a movie too. <laughs> God. He botched the movie too. That is messed those up, you, George. Those of you who bought you botch a mania is botch a movie. Oh God. The poor yes. guy botched a freaking movie. But you know what? Like <laughs> I, 
and I'm not just saying it like as it being the cancer thing or whatever, because I know some people are like, oh, the cancer thing made him better. I, th- I think that the guy genuinely is doing good. Yeah, he's improved drastically. You, know. I mean, you could see the improvement during his matches. But in regards to whether or not that's going to be enough, because I kind of feel like he's always more over when he's with the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys. You know, yeah, that's, the thing. that's that's very true. You know, and they're never going to have another S.H.I.E.L.D. again. And now people have s- sort of slowly started to turn on Seth Rollins is one of the bigger problems. Yeah. You know, because um, just his positive attitude towards the company during a negative time has turned it into something really ugly. You know, so... I don't know. I don't know exactly how far they're going to go. Like this entire thing where they're trying to push him as a front man now. It's like they can't decide if they want it to be him or if they want it to be uh, Seth Rollins, you know. Yeah, they got to like figure it out. Are, Rollins or Roman. Yeah. They got to figure it out. But the question is, will they figure it out? No. But, um, but fortunately, yeah. those are loyal guys. Those are guys that even when they fuck up, they don't have to worry about how those guys are going to uh, perceive um the company, you know, because they just look at it positively. Like everything seems cool with them. Exactly. That's yeah. the one thing I always seem to notice. You know, that it just seems like it's all good with them no matter what. You know, so they don't have much to complain about. Yeah. Um well I told you before how I feel about Rollins. Like people are like pissed off at Rollins for getting angry and everything. And I'm like, you know what, man? At the end of the day, that guy, of course he's gonna be angry. You know, because he has his girl here. He they, he gets to hang out with DX. You know, like the guy has everything going for him right now. Exactly. I I, I wouldn't complain either if I was banging the most over person in the whole freaking company. Yeah. So he's not going to complain. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if we're gonna get into it later, but the man. But as we saw on the announcement this morning, the man claimed yet another piece of history. Um, what piece of history is this? Oh, regarding uh two K twenty. Oh, being the first person to be a part of 2K20? She's uh, the first ever female superstar they've ever had oh, yeah, in the game I mean. to be a cover star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we will get into that, definitely. We're going to oh, talk yeah. about everything. I mean, we play 2K20. We stream it on here, so we have no choice yeah. but to tell you guys uh, all of the especially that's going to happen. Especially because they released more news in the first batch than they've ever done. Because the, the announcement was a little bit late this year because 2K has also been working on Borderlands 3, so... They had their hands full a little bit this year. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Um, I didn't. I wasn't too thrilled. I know you liked last year a lot more than I did. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see like where people can have their issues with the game. I don't know if maybe if I just tolerate the games more because I enjoy them a lot more. I, I don't know. I, I've noticed I have kind of a wide tolerance when it comes to video games, so I tend to like I'll, I'll put up with a little bit more than most people will, but. Yeah, I could definitely see where a lot of the problems was. Like, I'm just hoping that Cena actually voiced act his own character this year. Oh, oh dude, <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> the fake that was John the one Cena thing where I was like, in two K nineteen, dude. Oh god, because I mean, John Cena. Towers yeah. mode was one of my favorite things. I still haven't beat AJ's tower. I don't believe Magnum Khan, the man, really beat that. That had to be a plant because that tower is not of this world. You got to find a clip of that at some point tonight of the fake John Cena in the 2K game because I couldn't believe it when it happened. Give me, like give was, me a minute. Like, it was me. like is, is this like it was like is this seriously happening right now? Oh, dude, this was the best. I remember we were streaming it, and the funny thing about it is, I had seen it before, but you guys hadn't seen it yet. So I was like, 
in my head, I didn't really think it was um, the real thing. And then y'all saw it back again, and I was like, oh, it's real. Like, it can't be real. Yeah. No, dude, I... Come on, Cena. You can't even call. I would have taken a call from him on the next tell over over just a fake John Cena voice. No shame whatsoever. Christmas, I found it. Give me a second. Go shoot it your way. This, if you guys have not seen this, when I while you're you're sending, I'm gonna run this Roman promo while I queue it up, just because we were gonna go into this anyway. So here's a. So what was it like since you're talking about? sure cutting the promo I would say um, it, it was a different vibe being on set and obviously getting used to just performing in front of you know this person that person your co-workers um, but when you're in a live you know environment where people can react and do anything that they want you know they can throw you off their game they ah oh, you suck and you're like oh god I do suck and what do I need to say now I forgot um, so I think the live performance and just dealing with that simultaneous reaction can be a little different but the cool thing about film is like and the way Dwayne explained it is dude everybody here is here to make you look special you know what I mean and that's everyone's initiative here um, all the way to the way we shoot it you know what I mean so, you know, they're, they're shooting back here. I'm going to practice like 20 times, and then they flip it, the real star leaves, and then I, it's my time to shine, you know what I mean? But by then, I'm... Yeah, we got the point. But yeah, no more botched stuff, Roman. Come on. Come on, man. You've like, gotten better. Don't do this. Like Mark said, he botched the movie. <laughs> you know what that, that might be one that had to be the episode title, botched the movie, and then just have that animated shot of him holding the cameraman. The poor cameraman, right? Cameramen have to be stuntmen at this point, right? Like, what happened? This is—it's—it's it, it's supposed to be a safe space. Like, what—what what, what is this? Yeah, right. I'm gonna queue up this John Cena thing. How the hell did you find this thing so fast? I literally just typed in John Cena 2K19, and it popped up instantly. Like ten clips popped up, but I had to sort through them to get the right one. One where like it wasn't somebody else streaming the audio and freaking it on him. There's one it, person. There's one person who couldn't show up to do his voice acting. You got to plan that shit a year ahead of time with him to to get him to show up to do voice acting. If you guys missed the last game and have never seen this scene, just imagine playing this for the first time. You realize your John Cena part of your story is coming up and then this shit happens. Yeah, give me a sec here. Like, I, I didn't believe it was real, and then it happened. I was like, oh, Thanks my God. Thanks for my back out there with Triple H. If it wasn't for you, I might have lost my chance to face John Cena at SummerSlam. No problem. I know you don't have many allies on SmackDown, but from now on, you can trust me to be there for you. I saw what you did out there tonight. That took some guts <laughs> to put you in the me. Honestly, I'm surprised you did. I wouldn't be where I am if I played it safe. I don't take the easy way out, no matter what obstacles are put in front of me. I never give up. Hmm. Interesting choice of words. Yeah, well, that's just how I live my life. For me, it's not just a catchphrase to sell towels. And you think that's all it is for me? I busted my ass for everything I have. And will continue to do so until someone has to drag me out of that ring. Guys, you have a match coming up. 
How about you settle this in the ring? You know what? That's a good idea, AJ. With all this talk about never giving up, how about you put your money where your mouth is? At SummerSlam, how about we make our match a submission match? Like I said, I don't play things safe. So you got it. I hope you're ready to dance at SummerSlam. Because That's I'm gonna awesome. make you tap. Oh my god. Hey, come on. That's <laughs> enough. Are you sure that was the right decision? Are you sure that was John no, Cena? not at all. <laughs> I need to start learning some more submission moves ASAP. <laughs> it was so weird. Until I saw you guys stream it, I couldn't make peace with the fact that it really happened. I thought I was losing my mind. Like, I was in such denial. My, vo my mind refused to let me let me accept that wasn't actually Cena. Oh my god! <laughs> the shit that happens in 2019. <laughs> I don't remember if I put the Roman Reigns things on social media. So if it's up there twice, whatever. Here you go again. But yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk a little bit about some of the details. What are, what have you really heard about this game so far? Because uh, so yeah, yeah, there's been a ton of information already thrown out. The two big deals that I heard from is a little bit of a reveal of um, the rosters, mainly the two massive returns. We're going to get Hulk Hogan, and for the first time in 19 years since SmackDown Know Your Role, China returns to a WWE video game. I heard rumors of it. Is it confirmed? Yeah, they, 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 they officially locked it in that China is coming back. Um, it's going to be part of one of the um, one of the DLCs, I believe. But she will be a part of this game's roster. That's pretty cool, man. That's a huge deal for her to come back. And like I said, like SmackDown, know your role. Nineteen years ago was the last time she was in one with Hogan. It's been five years since Two K fifteen, the first time Two K had a game that he's been here. So it's just cool to see the both of them come back. Um, I know it looks like the women are getting quite a bit in this game this year. Oh, One yeah. of um a long-awaited thing that's going to be brought into this is now the ability to play as a female wrestler in my career mode, which man have been wanting for at least the last two or three years. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, they even revealed the concept of showcase mode, which is going to be the women's evolution, specifically the four horsewomen. We're going to get to play through the careers of Ron, of um Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. Basically starting from their days in NXT to where they are now. And then um, also a, a, a slight addition from uh, with Towers Mode, because Towers Mode is returning. One of the main reasons that Roman Reigns is part of the cover is because Roman's going to have his own tower this year. You're basically almost going to get to run through, it looks like, matches from his career. I'm not exactly sure how that tower is going to work out, but if it's anywhere similar to AJ's Million Dollar Tower last year, it looks like it's going to be past opponents of Roman throughout his career. So it's probably going to be one of the biggest towers in the game if it's going on that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then, uh, everything's yeah, I'm looking. That, uh, I'm hearing there's a deluxe edition. Obviously, just like every is going to have the accelerator, where yeah. it unlocks everything, so you don't have to play through. You get all the unlockable content, um, the purchases, everything in the purchase section, um, the rankings, the attribute levels, all of that. You get the kickstart, which is uh, in the my career. You get ratings and additional attribute points, 25 additional attribute points, 8 additional skill points, 250,000 virtual currency, 
um, to unlock more superstar parts. Um, you start with all the bonus slots, um, including 15 free boosts, 2,000 free tokens, and 400 free deluxe tokens, a complete set of 2K20 original content packages. Uh, you get bonus content, including superstars, China, so I guess that's part of the uh, deluxe. In her first WW2K appearance, Hogan, like you said, $500 shirt. Rock, oh, I remember that $500 shirt he used to wear. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Sock Connection Mankind Probably gonna do stuff with them then uh, Limited edition cards including physical versions uh, Collector's edition um, Will include physical bonuses uh, Exclusive WWE Smackdown Ring skirt relic piece And limited edition Smackdown Legend autograph plaque From Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio or Edge Yeah it's uh, yeah, 2K definitely is going all out This year it seems like I mean, a lot, a lot of that stuff, like one of the biggest things being the My Career deal with having a female superstar you can play as this year. That's something, like I said, people have been wanting that for a long, long time. That is pretty cool. I mean, it would be weird not to have it with considering the state that they're in now, right? Yeah, you can't. You like, see, they could, they could have gotten, they were able to get away with it last year, but this year it would have been impossible not to have. And the coolest part about it is, um, in the trailer for the first time ever, they even showed a tad bit of gameplay, which they've never done in an opening trailer before. Yeah. Um, did they really? You're talking about the one with Becky Lynch? Yeah. The, the very end of it. In fact, I'll, I'll grab it for you. In the very end, they even did show a little bit of, um, just, just a little bit of gameplay. It was mainly with Becky and uh, Roman in action, but you're able to see that Becky Lynch will have her current, the man attire, Roman's his his texturing is a little bit updated, so it looks a lot more cleaner. The game definitely is looking a little better this year, which I'm actually really excited about. Still, a ton of stuff left for it to probably come out to the light. Uh, of course, you know the roster reveals are probably going to be starting up somewhat soon. We do already have a release date, October 22nd, so it's going to be two weeks later than usual. But for the delay when it came for the reveal, that's still not too far away. October is a big month for wrestling fans because the beginning of the month marks SmackDown's move to Fox on Fridays. It also marks the first Wednesday of AEW's weekly show. You, then you got... Uh, at the end of the month, October 31st, we're going to talk about it later, but since we're going by calendar, October 31st, WWE is doing a Halloween pay-per-view. And the, yeah, name, I heard about and, the na- and the name of that pay-per-view is none other than, I wish I had a drum roll button. Crown Jewel. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. No. Stop lying to me. No. Stop lying to me. This shit up. Yes, Crown Jewel will be on Halloween. Oh and my yes, god, I was waiting they, for the laugh. They did go back to calling it Crown Jewel. So and on Halloween, they'll be in Saudi Arabia. That's a horror story right there. Oh my god. Is Goldberg going to wrestle on that car too? Probably. I mean, come Seems on. Seems to be their fucking thing. Yeah, man, well, let's check out this trailer for anyone that didn't see it already. Go one. Sorry about your ceiling. I 
nice work, man. Cool. Yeah. Very Becky Lynch esque trailer. I like that. <laughs> I owned the kind of Hogan. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Come crashing through dramatically and stuff. They really have her in a in high prestige at this point in the company. First girl ever. Like maybe do you feel because uh, I've heard some people, including Stasis, say that she should have gotten a cover solo. Do you feel she should she should have gotten a solo cover? So definitely a solo cover would have been ideal. But if you look at this shot, the way they're portraying it, Becky's still the top dog in this in this cover because Roman's behind her. So they're showing the symbolism that, yeah, Roman's on the cover, but Becky's the cover star. But definitely it would have been better for her to have that cold, that color, that cover on her own. But if they had to put two people, that's the proper way to do it, because you're still showing Becky as the alpha in that cover. But they've been showing Becky with Rollins for like the last two months. They've been shoving it down my throat, showing them do couple stuff together, showing them doing couple spots and fighting couple teams and just being couples backstage and hugging and kissing. <laughs> and you fucking mean to tell me that after doing that for two months that you put you put Roman there instead of Rollins? Oh, shit. I can just imagine that cover for Rollins is crouched over, spitting out blood and shit on the cover. It's just oh, weird. I just thought that is that that's really strange, dude. Like, like I I can't even wrap my brain around some of the logical shit that they do here. It's not even like Roman's been being pushed as a top guy. Rollins is he's the one fighting Brock Lesnar. But they've made it a point to remind us every chance they get that, that Becky's with, with <laughs> fucking Rollins. The, this is probably the one t- time in history they could have made double history because it would have been the first ever couple, real life yeah. kayfabe couple, to be on a cover <laughs> together. Thing. And instead, they did something that makes no sense whatsoever. One time they decided to be like, you know what? We won't feature him as a couple. <laughs> it's just so weird. Uh, Who the fuck runs the marketing team over there? <laughs> Goldberg. No, no. Because then, then if Goldberg did it, fucking May Young would have been on the cover of some shit. I don't know. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I'll never, under, I'll never fully understand this company. You know, I never will. Anyone who's listening to On Demand, which most people do, I know how it is with podcasting. You like to listen when you listen. I'm putting this stuff up on our social media as we go through it. So you can just look through there for anything that we're talking about. But geez, dude, (laughs) (laughs) it's a cool cover. But I mean, I think it would have had a cooler effect if it would have been Rollins just because it was in the story. Not just because yeah. they're like, if they wouldn't have put it in the story, I would totally understand. But if it's something that you're incorporating into the damn story, then why in the world is it something that we don't have? You know? Yeah. I mean, the only thing, and it's not even like trying to justify their logic, 2K hasn't really had repeat cover stars. So I could almost see that maybe being the logic behind it. Yeah, maybe. That's the only, like, if, if there was any logic in it, that's the only thing I could see. Because even when it's their basketball games, anything 2K's ever done, they've never done repeat cover stars. Yeah, it's definitely possible to be that. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you guys know we're going to be streaming the game here when it comes out. We'll be here at launch with it and stuff. Business as usual, like we do every year. So, oh, yeah. be sure to be here for that. 2K launch party is always a blast. So, in other news, something very interesting happened over the weekend, from what I'm hearing. And, uh... Dana White has decided 
that Chris Cyborg's fired, basically. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Which is, which is bringing up speculation of her showing up on SmackDown, I guess, or just somewhere in WWE. SmackDown will be the best guess due to the fact with the deal with Fox and their connection to MMA. But yeah, we're hearing that, uh, good old Cyborg is, uh, done with MMA. I mean, I guess with UFC because she was scared to fight Amanda Nunes. Do you, do you believe this? Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Nunes punched, punched her into a picture at the performance center. I believe it. <laughs> the man, the woman only hits harder than like all of the heavyweights. I didn't yeah. hit that hard by somebody. I'd be scared too. <laughs> yeah, she really did give her a good walloping, didn't she? And then Dana's never been a fan of people who just like, like his name was that girl Duranda chick or whatever her fucking face was. She when she didn't want to fight Cyborg. Dana immediately stripped her of the title. Dana doesn't like dealing with people who are scared to fight somebody. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, you can't, I, I half blame him, you know, because, I mean, there's just not enough competition right now in the women's division, and all she can do is go and fight someone who she knows is going to kill her. Yeah. You know, like, what would you suggest she does? Like, if the only person left for her to fight is, is, uh, is Nunes, and she doesn't want to do that, like, what would you suggest she does? <laughs> you know? That's the problem. <laughs> It's like, you could tell her to train really hard, you know what I mean? But you could tell anybody to train really hard. I don't have any training regimen I could think of that'll make this okay, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, fucking send her out there to get executed, knowing knowing good and well that no matter what, we could come up with the best diet and the best gym. I mean, Nunez is like a monster, you know? It, it really sucks because it's like there's really no other thing to do but go up there and lose. Like, it's so bad. Like, with Nunez, literally the only game plan you can have is literally do not let her touch you at any point. You can't even absorb shots because she knocks the soul out of people. Right? Yeah. So this is what uh, Dana had to say about the whole thing. All this other bullshit that she's putting out there, again, to avoid a fighting Amanda Nunez. Message received. I get it. I'm going to release her from her contract. I will not match any offers she is free and clear to go to bellator or any of these other organizations and fight these easy fights that she wants uh-huh. done done deal i will literally today have my lawyer draft a letter to her team that she is free and clear to go wherever she wants we're out of the cyborg business do you feel like all of this came to a head in the last couple of days Strictly because of contract and some sort of a negotiation strategy on her camp's part. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but bad strategy. Yeah. I don't hate Cyborg and I'm not trying. You know how the rest goes with him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but he's quick to fire people. We've always known that about Dana. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to set off old Uncle Dana. Yeah, he gets pissed very freaking easily. And I mean, at the end of the day, it does make that them look bad. You know, we can't exactly. act like it doesn't. You know, he's. I kind of almost, I almost wonder how long they've been trying to get Cyborg to want to fight her again. And maybe this is why she's at the performance center talking about some, oh, yeah, I'm coming to WWE. And it's like, is it so you don't get fucked up again? Like, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but that's one of the reasons why there's a lot of speculation with this move to Fox and with Dana being done with her that you're probably going to see Cyborg somewhere in there, which I don't know. Does she know anything about wrestling? People are just assuming that anyone can just transition over and that it's going to be that simple to do. You know, I'm pretty sure all she knows is that Ronda used to wrestle here. 
Yeah, nah, you can't just decide, well, because Dana fired me, you're gonna, you're gonna go to another company. What's up, Eager or Carrot? How you doing, man? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Cy- Cyborg in WWE would be a long ways away. And I think like anyone else, she would have to go through the performance center and everything involving the performance center in order for this to even make any sense. Otherwise, we're just going to yeah. have an untrained person. I don't think she's going to have the natural talent or charisma that somebody like Ronda Rousey is going to have. I was literally just thinking, like, I don't think I don't think she's going to catch on as fast as Ronda does. Because Ronda, like, at this point, you could, you, Ronda could have never played a game of chess. Give her one day of training and the girl's a world champion. Like, <laughs> I don't know if Cyborg can pick up that quickly. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, Ronda um, became a convincing world champion within half a year <laughs> like that's that's a one of a, that's a once in a lifetime talent right there i don't think cyborg has that cyborg came from a from a from a, a sport where she was able to get away with just being able to hit people really hard no rocco taco said she too ugly straight up have you seen goldberg yeah i'm shooting at the night what do you go do hit the door but <laughs> well, well, fighting Nunes certainly won't do any favors for her looks. Exactly. You, I mean, all, all I'm saying is you get hit, you you catch a full blown shot from a man Nunes, and then you tell me you come out looking pretty afterwards. I don't think you will. Yeah, I don't think right now is the time. I hate to sound selfish and turn my nose up on these. It's gonna sound fucking same to these outsiders, but it's like now that we're in an age where wrestling is this big deal and it's everywhere and there's different promotions. It's gonna be on different channels. There's a network. There's tons of people like us doing shows about it and everything. I don't think now we need cyborgs and fucking all these other MMA people that are just coming into the business out of nowhere. I'm more interested in seeing finally, think about it, for the five years we've been doing this, we talked about Evolve five years ago, back when they were not doing, back when CM Punk was uh, just becoming champ. We were talking about Evolve and PWG and Ring of Honor and New Japan. That stuff's just now catching on. Back then, a lot of people would wonder why we would talk about those things, if you recall. Like, oh, you know, these guys yeah. talk more about WWE and we would be on here trying to push. Like, guys, you gotta watch Evolve. Go listen to early episodes of this Double Digits, you know, where I was like, you guys got to see the latest evolve where we talk about uh ricochet and all these other guys back then now that everyone's in the spotlight i don't really give a fuck about mma guys getting a chance to be in here that are retired i'd rather just see the indie guys now that they're being moved up be used properly exactly you know i don't, so, I mean, I don't need to see cyborg not do as good as we would like her to do i'd rather see the guys that we know are going to do good just do good yeah, I think that that will be a better thing. But it's, it seems like right now it's about just trying to catch the biggest fish, you know. It has less to do yeah. with what what you're going to be able to get out of things and more to do with uh, just how big the, rain, the, the name recognition is. And sometimes not even the name recognition of who they are, but just the name recognition of where they came from. Exactly. You know? And that's not something Which... that I want to have like a lot of right now, you know. Like there has to be another place for them. And at the very least, if they are going to bring these guys in, then they should start at the performance center. I don't care how popular they were in whatever they did. Ronda being an exception, maybe AJ Styles. I think they're the last two people in history I can think of that were brought straight in that didn't have to do any of that stuff. But barring those two people, there should never be anything like that. You know? Yeah. And Ronda was the exception mainly because they knew Ronda could pick it up fast enough to where they didn't need to go through the performance center. Yeah, because Ronda was hitting ropes and doing shit like that long before this. You know? That's one of the main reasons. Yeah, so, that whole thing about her and Natty being friends, that's a shoot. Yeah, <laughs> Those I don't two like, have always been really close. 
I don't like wrestling becoming something that athletes think they can retire into. It's not that easy. And I don't want the the quality of the matches, now that we have great indie guys, to diminish just so that we can have these substandard matches with big names. Exactly. You know, I'm, that's not what I'm interested in seeing. You know, I don't want, I don't need to see fucking Mr. T and Paul Ondorf in 2019 type shit, you know? <laughs> don't tell them, they'll do it. <laughs> We've seen what they do, they'll do it. Yeah, speaking of, Kane Velasquez is now in AAA. Yeah, I heard that he did show up in um at Triple Mania. Yeah, here is a thing here of him. Well, bueno, y ahí está. Y no hacen gráfico que se vean los dos toros. Y ahí está la patada. Y una patada. Por poco lo traspasa. Primer contacto que da Caín Velázquez. Giro. A las cuerdas. Oye, sorteo. Eso es un un campeón de UFC. Demostrando lo que tiene. Ya lo decía. Fue luchador. Fue el American American. ¡Qué ligeras de Caín! Espérate un momentito. Hemos visto a Caín Velázquez con unas pinzas invertidas. Y el público se levantó. Y además se le engancha el brazo con ese impacto que le han dejado al Tejano Junior. Y va Mira cayendo eso. las cuerdas. Engancha para... It looks pretty good. That little sequence that he had going on there, right? I'm going to need somebody to understand something real quick. Cain Velasquez was a heavyweight in the UFC. That's 240 to 265 pounds. That's not a cruiserweight. <laughs> That's a yeah. big boy. Yeah, this is if you ever if you've ever seen that scar on Brock Lesnar's face, that's the guy who put it there. So for him to be doing that, that is incredible. Very athletic. So a couple of observations from me. I think it was smart. And I said this on Twitter. Uh I think it was smart that they put him in a six man or whatever the hell this is that has a lot of people. I don't watch AAA. And uh also I believe if my terminology is correct, this is an Tommy uh up up. Octomio's match was basically kind of like a six-man in a sense. Gotcha. Uh, smart putting him into that for this match. And I feel like they must have practiced this sequence with him a lot. Like, I I don't know if he did anything else beyond this sequence, but I would assume that this is a possibility kind of like with Snooki, you know, where they just kind of might have just pack, practiced a few things in the sequence in order for this to work. I'm Again, I'm just assuming. I don't know for sure. But uh, it still looks good. And it's yeah. still interesting. And I guess it's fine for him to be there. Apparently, he had the chance to go to WWE, but instead decided that he wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, apparently, WWE did want to bring him over. So, Is that what it was? They didn't want to bring him or he didn't want to go? No, no, I, I think it's he didn't want to go. Okay, yeah, because that's what that's what I heard. He did really good, though. Like, uh, Yeah, said, it is really smart because then he doesn't get too tired and there's less room for error. So you give them time to get better by putting them through these tag matches. Yeah. Sports Illustrated uh, quoted him as saying, it was it was a consideration, but for me, Lucha Libre has a more special place in my heart from everything to my nationality to where I grew up. I have so much pride for Lucha Libre, so it hits me closer to the heart. You know, so uh, I guess that's ultimately why he decided that he wanted to do this. It's interesting to have a guy like that there. So, I mean, if he's passionate about it, you know, this is definitely, I think he has a, a few more matches, right? He has like three more appearances on his contract or something. I want to say so. I mean, yeah, that's actually, it does make sense. Cause I mean, one of the things Cain Velasquez took so much pride in, in his UFC career, wasn't even being a former heavyweight champion. It was the fact that he was the first ever Mexican American heavyweight champion. So I could definitely, it makes a lot of sense that he would want to go there because of his, um, with, because of his heritage. Right. For his size, he does look good. Like Mark, Mark said, he's super Mex 2.0 now. 
That's a yeah. That's a big boy. I want. I can't remember what his exact weight was, but he was huge as a heavyweight. He hit really hard. I mean, there was a point where he was almost unstoppable. But I mean, yeah, it's it's cool to see him still going. He looks very healthy. The last time I really heard about him, he's still doing issues with his back. So it's it's good to see him so healthy and moving so well. Like, yeah, and despite his choices being reported, the WWE does have their eye on him. Well, they better look from over the walls. So. Yeah. Oh, right. was that terrible? <laughs> nah, it was funny. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know, but I know what the end result is. All right, well, before we get into any more news, we should vote on these NXT matches. We got NXT TakeOver Toronto this Saturday. Don't forget, jump into the same chat room that you're in right now. We'll be in here hanging out while we watch the paper, and we'll jump on there afterwards and talk about it. But, yeah, uh, we got that. A lot of chaos that's led up to this the past, um, since the last time we were at a TakeOver. Yeah, if you're you're listening to this... uh, on demand, just go to talkbrunch.com and again the links on the top there. If you're in the chat room, we just dropped the link in there. So NXT Takeover Toronto. I'm gonna try to bring it up here. Shout out to uh someone just came in born set. Wow, isn't he demanding? He demands we talk AJ Styles, you fucking idiot. How about you ask a little nicer, asshole? <laughs> I got the gauntlet on, don't make me do it. Yeah, you know, you we get we snap people out of existence here. <laughs> now, so behave. <laughs> Yeah, no, just give bear with me a sec, guys. I'm just trying to get the poll on the screen. I'm giving the chat room also a chance here to click it also. Oh, I don't think you're an English major, so I'll believe that. (laughs) Oh, you're some of my favorite chat room moments. Oh, God. All right, guys. So NXT TakeOver Toronto. You're scrolling through with me on this one. Yep, kicking it off with a grudge match. Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Uh, a tad bit of backstory with this match. Basically, after a lo- another failed attempt at becoming NXT Women's Champion in a cage match versus Shayna Baszler, where EO slams the door on Shayna's head multiple times after she's on her back and Shayna falls out of the cage. Uh, Candace comes to basically help EO up, but she'd helped her earlier in the match with the horsewoman got involved. EO basically snapped. And now we have this dark heel Io Shirai, and now basically it's not. It's, they're basically in a sense time to settle the score. So these two are gonna duke it out at takeover. Yeah, look at that. She got abandoned by her friend. No more Sky Pirates, and she's turned nasty. I, I like the all black outfit and just the nasty the me. Oh, dude, her around. music is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. Um, invested in the heel turn for her because we haven't had enough. I really liked uh, Kyrie Sane's heel turn in NXT. They had, they didn't do anything as cool uh, in the main roster. But yeah, I definitely liked it back then. EO's definitely gotten the better end of the two things between those two so far. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to try to bring up her her entrance theme, the new one that you're talking about here. It is so cool. She is intense now. She's a lot more vicious. Just, just overall, just it seems like she just wakes up pissed off all day. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
Her entrance is intense looking too. Like the arena is almost virtually pitch black during her entrance at times. It gives kind of like that nightclub strobe light uh, feel to it. Good. I like when they have a good portrayal like that. So uh, as far as this match goes, we got Candice LeRae here. Io Shirai. Um, you guys who have known us for a long time have seen that I've put up videos of Candice LeRae back in 2011 of us watching her in indie shows long before she was discovered here. And we've been fans of her from the very beginning. And I think she's one of the greatest that there is as far as the women. I can't wait to see her uh, continue to elevate herself. Now, the question is, are they ready for her here yet? Because they haven't really, unless you've watched her old indie stuff, they haven't really shown the kind of shit that Candice LeRae can do. You know? Yeah, I mean? she... She has her moments here and there, but not enough to where I believe her winning this match. Mm. It's kind of they haven't. We haven't seen that Candice array that would go toe to toe with the Bucks on a constant basis. So it's kind of it, uh, I, I, I would like to see Candice win this match, but because it's so fresh into the heel turn, I could see EO taking this one. You think so, huh? I mean, yeah, that that would be weird to put that much investment into a heel turn. And and not do uh, not do much with it, you know. Yeah, especially because it came off the heels of. I mean, it was the first time ever that there was a cage match on NXT TV, so that's a pretty big stage to have a heel turn on, and then just don't do anything with it right away. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with you on this one. You convinced me. Io Shirai's going over for sure. Yeah. You know, most definitely. Mm-hmm. What What is next on our wonderful uh, list here? You have the NXT Tag Team Championships. Red Dragon Reunion, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits. Oh, this one's a toughie because they keep lining up this possibility of Undisputed Era walking away with all the gold. They've done it with the last three takeovers. And it's like they get close, but then something goes wrong. The Street Profits are already like half on Raw, right? Yeah, that's the problem. That's what I'm kind of like... That's what annoys me about this is like I don't even like canonizing the fact that they show up on Raw now. Like, and it seems like because here, here's, here's where I'm conflicted. It seems like lately that's just what they do with NXT Tag Champions. They just throw them on Raw anyway, for some reason. I really don't see Bobby Fish and Kylie O'Reilly get, just getting wasted on Raw like that. So I think that the Red Dragon or whatever the hell they call them in NXT, they're going to go over um, the Street Profits and then the Street Profits will get bumped up to the main roster. Yeah, they've been in NXT a quite a while, so it's it's possible. Yeah, I think I want. I think I, I think I can see Undisputed Era getting uh, getting the three times. Yeah, see, easy. These are these are the easy things in life. Yeah, up to this point. And then next up, a massive three way that was uh, announced this past week: Velveteen Dream defending the North American Championship against Roderick Strong of Undisputed Era, and the return, the NXT return. Of the of probably the most dominant champion in the last ten years we've had, Pete Dunne comes home to take over, and now we'll challenge these three for the championship. Um, Roddy actually wound up pinning Velveteen in a six man tag match, and basically put himself in a situation where it was kind of clear he was going to be the next challenger. So this past week they go out. Velveteen Dream addresses the whole situation and says, "Hey, I re-, and almost in a sense making it seem like Roddy wasn't um, worthy of it." They just go back and forth. Um, they go back and forth, as usual. And when I tell you, I have heard pops that have given me chills. Pete Dunne's return to NXT was bone chilling. Because this was a guy, when he first won the North American title, 
the reason they created NXT UK was because he basically ripped through most of the top guys here. And he'd been gone since NXT UK came to life. So it's kind of interesting to see him come back. And, of course, if he gets this win, he makes history as the first ever North American and UK champion that won both championships. Do you so see that it's, happening? What, which way do you see this one going? See, this is a tough, tough, tough choice to make. Because Dream has had Dream has been rolling hot on takeovers since he's gotten that championship back. He's always a tough one to beat when it comes to takeovers because he has this un this unreal tolerance for pain, I've noticed lately. Roderick Strong cranks out, I don't know, it's his third, fourth, and fifth gear. You only see him go to with takeovers. We've seen him go to war for an hour with Jay Lethal. So it's not like the guy is just a pushover. But then it's 635 days. We watched nobody be able to take a title away from Pete Dunne. It's the hardest choice I've ever had to make. But I can't see them bringing Dunne back just to have him not win this match. Because he's the one nobody was prepared for. Dream would have been prepared for Roddy. Roddy would have been prepared for Dream. But nobody expected until this past week for Dunne to show up. That's a wild card and a half, so I almost, I just barely, I have to go for Dunn on this one. And what happens? I mean, Roderick, I guess, can, uh, I can see, I don't think it would have been Roderick no matter what. What happens to Velveteen Dream? That's going to be the hard part, because I could... The, the you know way what? He... You just made the list! Oh, no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> thank you, Vaping Irish OVC, for the follow. Yes, thank you, yeah. sir. So with Dream, here's the weird part about it. I could almost see them running this back because these are three very strong personalities. Dream won't take a loss laying down no matter what happens. He'll work his way back into a rematch. So I could almost see them doing this again. Interesting. All right. It's probably it's probably three of the strongest personalities in NXT. So it's really tough to say somebody just goes away after this. Is this elimination? Nope, it's fall one fall to a finish. So I'll tell you what, I'm going Dream because I think he's going to cover Roderick. Yeah, you think? Do you think maybe Dungeon won't even take the cover? Yeah, I think that him coming back won't be for nothing. He doesn't have to win right away, but they could tease it, you know. And he just doesn't have to be the one that that's unprotected. As much as I like Roderick, I just feel like with the WWE style of booking, that would be the guy they'd be comfortable with pinning and having Velveteen retain. Yeah, maybe almost having. Done and Dream break off into their own thing because this is the first time they've ever been in the ring together. Yeah. So yeah, this will be interesting. But yeah, hey, gonna it's go gonna on. be wild. That's for sure. <laughs> gonna go Dream retaining here. And next up, Battle of the Roomies. The champion Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship against Mia Yim. Mia's first ever takeover match. And she's challenging for the NXT Women's Championship. And she has gone for a pathway we have never seen before. Because after ambushing Marina Shafir at her car, and then ambushing Jessamine Duke at the Performance Center, Shayna's by herself in this match. And I've said this before, and I think I think it was maybe somewhere around the last takeover. The advantage Mia Yim has above everybody else is not a soul in that locker room that isn't named Jessamine Duke or Maria Shafir knows Shayna better than Mia. 
So I think that gives her quite an advantage that nobody else has had before. And she's been on a roll. I mean, she pinned Bianca Belair twice, which still nobody's managed to do twice back to back on top of that. So I don't know. This might be her night. Hmm. I mean, that's interesting. I never imagined in a thousand years seeing me and Yim of all people and the possibility of her going over somebody like uh, Shayna Baszler. You know. Yeah, it's it, but the way things have been going with these two, the way the past few weeks have been, it seems like they're setting um it seems like they're setting up for me to possibly take this. Okay, I see. Hmm, and then finally what do we get? Shayna Baszler moving to the main roster or do you see them doing rubber banding this or what happens next? I, I could see them running it back. Just the fact that they have so much history together and anybody who follows um who follows Jessamyn Duke on YouTube knows they are extremely close. They, they, you could, I could see them doing it again just on the fact that those two have so much history together. Hmm. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, that is a bit crazy. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I think I got to go Yim this one. Just barely, I got to go Yim. Really? Hmm. It's, a, it's such a tough one because we've seen Shayna run through everybody. Even she's even beaten Mia in the past. But Mia Yim has been on a roll, the likes of which I've never seen. That would be so, an interesting change. And I mean, this girl has been sleeping with that title for a while, right? Yeah. And the, just the fact that if you ever get a chance to watch back the last maybe two or three NXTs, the way she's taken out both of the horsewomen. Like, she slammed Jessamyn Duke's shoulder in a locker and freaking beat up Maria Shafir with a car door. This is a nasty Mia Yim we're getting that takeover. And it's her first one. So she has she she went into NXT this past week and literally saying, I have every single thing to gain and not a thing to lose. Like this girl's this girl's gonna come at this match like she has a death wish. So she, it, it's it's gonna be really tough to pick, but I just I feel like it might be Mia's night. The stars are almost starting to line up just perfectly for it to be like the night she takes that title off of Shayna. Because it's not like it hurts Shayna if she loses. Gotcha. And with that, we bring Matt Squires on the call. Squires! Hi. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, bro? What's up, dude? Just finally home and broke and <laughs> living life. Right. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I didn't lose money gambling. I lost money eating. <laughs> Better than gambling. worse. I'd be more, oh, yeah, if you want to go to Las Vegas, just stick your head in a dryer and then just pay three times the amount for things that you would regularly, and that's Las Vegas. That's wonderful. Uh, you more or less pay for atmosphere. You know? yeah. It's brutal. Let's just... And... Um, we went these, and we got two combo meals, and it was 28 bucks. God... Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. Did they hug you afterwards? Like, Jesus Christ. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. But good to be home. Yeah, good, good to, to hear from you, man. Yeah. So we are finishing up this NXT poll here. I think you've convinced me to go Mia Yim, Dustin, over, oh, yeah. over Shayna Baszler for the title. And the final match will be a two out of three falls. NXT. I was say, but not just anyone. Basically, we are getting the return of three stages of hell because all three falls will have a different stipulation. It's going to be Johnny Gargano, 
challenging Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Cole and Gargano have already picked their falls. Cole wants a traditional wrestling match. Johnny Gargano wants a street fight. But if it goes to a third fall, William Regal will pick the stipulation. So it's going to have to go to a third fall is what you're basically saying now. Pretty much. The way the way they're booking it, it looks like they're definitely going 1-1 one, one as usual. So, Has there ever been a three-stage of the hell where it ended at two? Nope. <laughs> That'd be disappointing, right? They'd probably do that. Goldberg would probably be in it. Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and, and the ring post will get the first, second, and third, and fourth fall. I think the only time I've ever seen like a two out of three falls wasn't Ziggler and a two out of three falls where he lost the first two. The like Usos were just recently won. I feel like oh. I do remember a Ziggler won that. Yeah, and the Usos. Um, I think Mark in the chat mentioned that they are uh, they probably are bringing up the Street Profits to uh to take the place of the uh the Usos because the Usos probably can't travel to Canada. Yeah, they can't go to Canada, but it's a. Uh... Ooh, this is a tough one because they, they're one and one. We've seen them go to war twice and absolutely steal the show. But it's a now I'm I'm at this weird pathway where it's like, and it's been this thing with, with, with the Undisputed Era all being on the same card. Are they going to have them all, are they basically going to evolution them and have every last one of them have championship gold? Because if that's the case, you're going to have to have to keep that title on Cole. But with Gargano... It's rare we've seen somebody beat him and he not be able to beat them back. He won the first time around. Cole got the rematch, got it in the second. Undisputed Era is not going to be here again tonight. We've seen Cole that we've seen that Cole can handle that by himself though. But I think that third fall is going to play a major tale in what happens. Okay. Like it's, um, hmm. Ooh, it's tough. I don't think Adam Cole's losing it yet, man. Uh, it, it's it feels like it's too early in his run. Yeah, far too early. What do you? Th- what do you, I think? What's more is what do you think that third match is going to be? The hell in the that's, cell. Uh, they they wouldn't they wouldn't be able. To, it's gonna it's gonna. Oh, uh, that's right. That. And it's, probably maybe a cage match. Have they ever done a cage? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've done multiple ones. But the problem is, it would have to be something that they could spring and nobody see it coming. First blood. It could be almost anything. I mean. We have a we have a wrestling match for Cole, a street fight for Gargano. It almost feels like it would have to be a match neither of them have done before, which is kind of hard because Gargano's wrestled almost every match you can imagine in NXT. It's ooh, that's something I didn't really think about. Like, what is that third match going to be? A, a ladder match between those two would be. They've both been in one, yeah, and both won ones. I mean, well, that's no, actually, insane. Gargano didn't win. Yeah, maybe oh, it's a ladder match. Uh, maybe maybe a. Uh, um... Oh, maybe a steel step match. Oh, don't you do that. <laughs> I won't go down that pathway again. I swear to God. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is NXT, not Raw. <laughs> it's not an Aaron Rowan special? No. <laughs> yeah, but I think um, it, it feels like it's too early in Cole's run. I feel like Cole has another, has still some more in him. I don't know what would be next for Gargano. Maybe the main, maybe another shot, the main roster. Something I don't know, but I, I feel like Cole's probably digging this one, which is actually kind of funny. I mean, Cole even took it as far as on his little um, celebration tour, which, by the way, that TV thing was not his first defense. He defended it against like Dave Mastiff and I don't know how many other people at the Download Festival. So get your shit right, WWE. But um, they actually wound up going to Gargano's his family's pizza shop, 
and literally puts a tap- an autograph picture of him on their wall in the mu- in the midst of all these Johnny Gargano pictures and goes, a champion you can be proud of. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. But uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I got to go cool on this one. Yeah, I'm going cool. All right. So survey finished. There you guys go. Hold down. First survey of the night. We still have SummerSlam later on. Like I said, big show, big go home show. What was that? A bull rope match, somebody said in the chat. Oh, Mark, (laughs) Jesus Christ. That would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, bring back an old school match, tuxedo match. No. (laughs) That's the last thing in the world that they need right now, man. (laughs) You know, no thank you on that one. So you're you're not down for an inferno match, Mm-mm. but uh, hair too long. I wouldn't want that. B- before we get into some more current news, um, we have one of Destin's favorite segments coming up. I got a flow. You got a what? I got yeah, a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go, yeah. brother. Right. Ah, do it, yeah. All I'm saying is, I, I officially put in my request to play that during the 2K20 launch stream. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You know, so Hogan was recently on uh, Stone Cold's podcast, of all things. And uh, a couple of interesting stories came up about the past. Uh, one of them being in regards to his situation with Macho Man and Elizabeth. And because uh, remember, he, we always talked on here about how jealous they say that Macho was. And it's funny because not only in this story do you get to hear a little bit about this, but you get to also uh, hear Hogan do a, do a Macho imitation. No bullshit. One of the funniest things I've I've heard in years. So we're going to link you guys to that in the chat so you can hear. I highly recommend listening to this whole episode, but uh, definitely listen to this. When I first met Randy, one of the first things I did was I took him to the guy that made all the clothes for Jimi Hendrix and my rock and roll band, this guy named Michael LeBron. And Randy was real paranoid. Was this a setup? Why are you got me dressing up like this? He was really freaked out that the tassels and the stuff was a rib on him. Shoot. Yeah, he, he thought it was a rib, but then he realized it was... Not a rib. I mean, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got it, and man, he he was the best at everything. I love working with him. You know, he was just so much fun in the ring. He's real intense. You know, the only really bitch we had was uh, Paris France one night. We had shot an angle where Elizabeth was my ma- manager, and when we went to the ring in Paris. There were no steps. Elizabeth was was probably ninety five or one hundred pounds, soaking wet. So I reached over the top rope, reached all the way over where she was standing next to the apron and grabbed her by the armpits, picked her all the way up over the shadow dress on, picked her all the way up in the ring, and I put her in the ring because there were no steps. You son of a bitch, you grabbed her boobs. I'm going, Randy, what are you going, fuck you, you motherfucker, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going, Randy, come on. We lock up, he grabs a headlock on me, but he puts that shoot fucking side headlock on me. Yeah. I'm hanging in there, I'm hanging in there, and I didn't want my ball to pop out, so I grabbed his waist, and I hooked him like a shoot, and I squeezed him. I said, Randy, if you don't let go, I'm going to dump you on your head. Now, loosen up, bro. I did not grab Elizabeth's tits, you know? He was so pissed at me. The match sucked. We had a horrible match. I was so fucking mad. We went back to the dressing room in Paris. I walked in. I said, Randy, we need to talk right now. No, I'm not a tough guy, but I was mad. I reached to open the door, and when I pulled the door, I ripped it off the hinges. The door was so old and so rotted by termites yeah. where where it was screwed in, you know, 
it looked like I pulled a Lou Ferrigno, you know, and ripped the door off. But the, the truth was, the door was barely, barely hanging on there. So I ripped the door off, and all the boys were like, whoa, they popped, you know. Yeah. So me and Randy went in the back, and, hey, man, I'm sorry I got mad. I said, Randy, I'm sorry, too. I didn't mean to touch her inappropriately, but I, there were no steps. We talked about it, but I think the door was the thing that kind of cooled everything down, you know. But <laughs> it was hanging on by a thread, and when I pulled it, I was just lucky, you know. It helped my bluff a little bit, you know. Uh, I love that he was like, you touched her boob. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was the worst impersonation of Macho Man. That's what makes it so good, though. That was so good about it. It it's was so the best good. we could do. Just all he did was do this. Let me love it. <laughs> oh, oh, ridiculous. Man. He sounded more like Stu Hart. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brad is the best guy ever was. Oh my god. Fucking Stu Hogan. <laughs> Fucking Stu Hogan. Oh god. He, he was crazy over Elizabeth, huh? I wouldn't have even wanted to touch her. I'm going to keep her on the opposite side. I would have done like a, I would have pulled a snub like Johnny Morrison there with Trish Stratus. Huh? Like, yeah, keep somebody between us, one person between us. Back, demon back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want none one battles here. <laughs> All was good until Lex pulled up in his bus, and it was. Oh my god! All aboard! Yeah. So the the other interesting thing that he brought up was uh his situation with Warrior, because according to him, and I, again, listen, take the Hogan stuff with a grain of salt. You know how it is, but according to him, he wanted to become Hollywood Hogan back when uh he fought Ultimate Warrior in WWE, and uh, Vince wouldn't wouldn't allow it, so. Let me know what you think after you hear this. You know, I had the red and yellow. I had the big tan. You know, I had the the whatever, the Hollywood, not Hollywood, the California, whatever it was. Whatever the Venice Beach thing was. I'm not from Venice Beach. I'm from Clearwater. But anyway, the California, land of opportunity, the tan, the blonde hair, or whatever I had left of it. And I had my gimmick going. So visually, I had a little bit different gimmick than anybody else. Because I was always tan and stuff. Because I'm dark anyway without being in the sun. But, um... All of a sudden, the Ultimate Warrior shows up. He's got the red and yellow and the blue and the purple on, but he's got neon colors on. And I've got a big set of arms, and i got one big ab, and he's got a 12-pack. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the room, and I'm watching Vince look at him and look at me. Well, actually, really not look at me anymore, but looking at him. And then Vince is calculating the dollar signs. So to go back there, I could see visually he was, to Vince, looks like a better package to draw money than me because I've been around for a while. But also maybe a fresh horse. Yes. Because you had been around. Yes, a fresh horse. But when we were going to do the WrestleMania thing, we did the build-up pretty darn good. And then Vince uh, told me the finish. And my question is always, whether I'm going over or not, why are we doing this and what's next? And so when Vince told me he wanted me to put the, the warrior over, I said, okay, well, why are we doing this? And then what, where we go from here? He goes, well, you know, I kind of think that uh, the red and yellow run is pretty much over, you know, and I think, you know, we've kind of got everything we can out of the red and yellow thing. And, you know, let's just kind of take a little break from this, but I want you to put Jim over. And I went, damn, Vince, what about after the finish? And I point to God and I give him the belts and everything. I go halfway down that aisle and I do that stop and I do that slow three stooges turn. Slowly I turn. And I go back, and when he's up there celebrating, I gaff his ass, and I crucify him. And I call myself Triple H, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. 
oh, that'll never work. You can't be a heel. You've been a babyface Johnson Vince. I was a heel when I first came in here. I can be a heel, but now I know more. I could be a great heel. Vince says, no, no, you can't be a heel. So Vince kind of squashed the Hollywood Hulk Hogan deal. What do you think? Do you believe him? Uh, who knows? He was going to be the, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan Triple H. Mm. He was going to be the original Triple H. It's almost That's like the th- first time I've ever heard this. It almost sounds like when he said he was going to be in Metallica. <laughs> and from everyone that I, I mean, everyone that I've ever listened to and anything, Hogan was terrified of being a heel. Yeah, that's how I always heard it. They, they had to convince him to do it for the NWO. Oh, I, yeah. Like Kevin Sullivan had to like take him to a separate hotel room pretty much to talk him through the night. Till bash at the beach that day he was still freaking out about doing it you know so i mean if if he said that especially especially if his acronym was triple h you would have heard that before today yeah yeah that that is very true you know but that's what he was going to be hollywood hulk hogan triple h Oh, now I know what I'm doing when the new game comes out. I'm getting Hogan. I'm giving him Triple H's entrance. Oh, man. <laughs> and we are going to get our Triple H, damn it. Dude. And we're that, doing it on the stream. <laughs> all that Mr. Nanny money. Hollywood oh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, dear Lord. That's like that friend you have when you're a kid who just wants his power to be that he has every power. Mm. Oh, dick. Yep. I mimic. Hey, that kid. I hit that kid extra hard. I hit that kid for real. Hollywood Hulk Hogan triple. I have invincibility. Really, bitch? (laughs) Are you crying? What happened to invincibility? (laughs) He says that shit so matter-of-factly, though. Like I said, take it with a grain of salt, just because it did sound a little bit suspicious to me, too. And then I was going to drop the music, brother, and when it came out, glass was going to shatter, because I'm shattering the illusion. And then, and then I was going to do this break dance move. I was going to do this break dance move. It was going to call the Hogan Rooney. Was... Yeah, and then I was going to ditch man. the leg drop and do the ace crusher. Oh, stop. <laughs> that, sir, is where I draw the line. I could see him saying that, though. Especially since before I heard him say that he regretted having a gimmick that emphasized how big his arms were and then using a leg drop. And then talking about how big his dick was in court. Not that again. <laughs> that. I'm going to make it a, a, a group. And I'm going to take Ted DiBiase's ballet. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going to run one part of it, and I'm going to run the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a bunch of crap, yeah. So, uh, apparently your buddy, one of you guys' favorite people here matt riddle managed to make the news again lucky me and uh something happened where uh someone tweeted out a page a fan tweeted out a page from jericho's book and then um jericho retweeted it to matt riddle and said listen and learn kid so let's see what the page is here okay i learned an important lesson uh the first of three sentimental moments in my promo development had done an interview about my first match with Bulldog and I was talking about how 
old and slow he was, just burying him. I thought it was pretty good until I walked back to the dressing room and Bulldog stopped me in front of everyone. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I'm old and everybody knows it, but I want you to think about this. If I beat you and I will beat you, then you just got beat by an old man. If you beat me and you will not be beating me, then you just got beat up by, then you just beat up an old man. So, uh, I guess, I don't know, somehow that got directed towards, uh, Matt Riddle. I mean, at least, at least Bulldog could stop. Yeah. So uh, Matt Riddle responded to this on social media, and this is what he had to say. I don't know what's going on with all this WCW guys. Legitimately. Man, I don't like Goldberg. I have my thing. I don't think... I'm not going to get into it. Everybody knows what I think. And it's true. He just He's not at the level. And yes, he's made lots of money. But at the end of the day, when future wrestlers come in or somebody wants to get into this business or a passionate fan wants to watch something good, I doubt they're going to pull up a big Goldberg match. They're going to pull up one of my matches or Kurt Angle's matches or Chris Benoit matches or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. And I'll go on. But Goldberg's not in that category or less. That's enough. Chris Jericho, you came at me. I don't know why you're saying listen and learn, kid. I'll beat the shit out of you. I don't I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. You're soft as hell. Maybe back in your prime, but even then I would have beat the shit out of you then. So I listen and learn from me, bro. Shut your mouth. Lance, I don't get it. You were born then. I remember doing a seminar with you at Legends Camp in North Carolina. I literally fell asleep during your seminar. I had to be woken up by you. I even apologized at the time. And then to think years later I'd be in NXT, and for some reason you get on your little Twitter machine, you start talking trash about me. Say, bro, barefoot or not, still ten times the entertainer you ever were. Keep coaching. Keep passing on the tradition. Just don't teach them how to be entertaining because you don't know how to. Alright. And Booker T, I honestly like, I really like you, Booker T. Really didn't want any heat with you. <laughs> but, you said I couldn't work. And I'm pretty sure if you watched a couple of my matches, eh, you'll probably realize you were really wrong about that. So, that's it. I want everybody to know where I'm coming from. Because I'm a pretty sweet guy. Okay? And I don't want any of this trouble. Okay? All right. Everybody, have a great Monday. And uh, I'll see everybody in Albany, New York, Thursday. Buffalo, New York, Friday. And take over Toronto Saturday. Later, bro. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Look. That's a, it's a work. It's like my age showing, I know. But I know the guy's popular. He's just not my thing you know i think he's a great performer the gimmick annoys me to no end man like i i have to be honest the gimmick bothers the shit out of me that's a work right which part i know anymore i don't know why would he be working with anyone from AEW if he's in nxt i know i just think he's working the gimmick i mean if he if he's that arrogant then that's pretty crazy. I don't know if 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 he acts like that publicly, somebody will put him in his place. He'll get a receipt somewhere. Yeah, I think right. it's a work. I think he's just playing the gimmick. I, I think yeah. I think after the Goldberg thing, it was just like okay, yeah, he's working it. Yeah. Because yeah, let's be real, nobody's giving you heat for shitting on Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, but to call out Chris Jericho is just weird. WWE went as far as taking Chris Jericho out of their intro. You know, like they don't even allow you to say Codebreaker. In the yeah, WWE when Ricochet does that move, it's not called the cold break anymore. It's just double knees. 
Like they took him out of that little signature in the beginning. That's how how much they don't want him to be even mentioned. So, and Matt Riddle's been known to just do whatever the hell he wants. You know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Maybe 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 there's maybe a potential ass whooping from Killian Day next week is going to be what the receipt is. I hope so. I mean, he only, he, like he, only, he only sent Tom Splash him through the stage, so. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, I don't know. Like I said, that's not my kind of charisma. But fortunately, no. um, Jericho replied. It's not a very long reply, but I'll bring it up on screen here. Oh, but it's a reply, all right. The hell is this? Is that the whole thing? Yep. That's it? <laughs> Just him making a funny face? <laughs> that's such a weird face for him to make. That's some oh. priceless shit right there. Their face just be the screenshot, like no matter what the title is, <laughs> just right there. <laughs> I don't give a shit what the title is. Just wait, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good you can't stop watching it. Like it's <laughs> we can just do this for the rest of the show. Like I don't care. Yeah, like we don't have to forget the program. We're just gonna watch Jericho make this face over and over again for the next hour and a half. I dare somebody in the compl- somebody in the chat room to complain. I will snap you so fast. Perfect meme. When they, when AEW's coming in October. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta stop. Oh god! <laughs> really, even reach the fucking controls, Jesus. <laughs> that oh, was man. the greatest thing he's ever done with the least amount of words. That was great. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. For anyone on the <laughs> end that wondering what the hell that was, I'm going to tweet it out and I'll see you guys can look for it on social media. The worst part about it is they don't have a show to do. They won't be able to leave. George said he did it for the memes. <laughs> Raw is Jera memes. Yeah, right. <gasps> so, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was recently on Ariel Helwani's show and uh he actually told an interesting so i keep forgetting that the guy was a was a freaking writer for uh for wwe at one point when the hell was that exactly hell if i remember anybody remember when he was writing or what he wrote i wish i remember i literally don't late late was it late 90 no i mean uh late 2000s i think early how long did that shit last it was during the lean years there's the way you said that during the lean years, you know that 2011 era. He was writing during twice in a lifetime. I think I want to say yeah, that's when he was. Hmm. Yeah, because it had to be during the John Cena era because he just mentioned like I guess we've heard from a few people like oh this, man, did you ever get like haze? Like, is there like a big? hazing process early on i know you said they they called you six months and they didn't want you there but did anyone do anything like really mean to you john and i were the john cena and i were the only ones who really didn't get along like he wow it got to the point where and i respect what john brought to wwe he had to hold that company on his shoulders during the pg era when no one else wanted to that could have been hunter that could have been hunter but he didn't want that cross he wanted to be more rated r and do the stuff he liked to do John took that upon himself. So for that, wrestling fans should be grateful because it's what made the money, the company, enough money to go in the direction that hopefully we all wanted to go in. Um, but we did not get along, and he did not like that I was there. I think he called me Ashton Kusher 
for like the first <laughs> three months I was there and walked into one of the acting classes in the middle of it and just sat down in the middle of the class and in, in between the two wrestlers. And I go, yo, man, let me talk to you outside for a minute. Oh, he comes outside and I'm not one to have like confrontation with some, you know, giant muscle head dude, but I don't, I'm not going to take shit off anybody or otherwise you're dead at that company. So we go outside. I'm like, look, bro, you're not in this class because you know how to do this, but you don't want to teach these guys or girls shit. So let me do my job. Let me do what Vince wants me. I'd say Vince's name. So he knows. He said, let me do what Vince wants me to do and just stay out of here. And to his credit, he goes, look, I know I approach this stuff in a barbaric sort of way, but you either got it or you don't. I said, dude, you're right about that, but you can get better or worse depending on the type of instruction you have. And do you want them to have instruction from Vince in the promo class or from me? And to give you an example of Vince's promo classes, he had Wade Barrett and Sheamus stand up in front of every wrestler, every producer, that's ex-wrestler, like agent, choreographer, whatever you want to call him, everyone in the company, in this boardroom, and he looks at them both and he goes, you're a dog and you're a dog. Now make me want to watch you fight. And the room is dead quiet. No one could say anything. It's so quiet that after a full minute, Seamus says accidentally, I think I'm having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Doesn't know he said it. The whole room goes crazy. Vince yells. Okay. What the f- <laughs> So he wrote... I had to stop it there. It was like going too far. It felt like it was a rabbit hole, you know? <laughs> he wrote only, I guess, only almost two, uh, 2008 to 2009. You're a dog. No, you're a dog. No, baby, we want to watch you fight. Oh, body experience. <laughs> you know what I was funny, though? When I, when I went to look him up, I put, when did Freddie print? And then, just 500 when did Freddie Prince Jr. die? Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had to go through like five or six sites before it went to his like writing credentials. Every thought he died. <laughs> I think he died for that year he wrote for him, maybe. 2008, oh, 2009. Oh, man. That is just messed up. So, um... Seth Rollins came up in a very interesting way in the news recently. Christ, if it's what I think it is, here we go again. Here we go again. Round two, let's do this. Yeah, apparently um, there was another reported incident of dick pics that happened. This is a past one, but it's just coming up now. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys hear. This is, if you guys remember WWE Caitlin, her ex-husband PJ Braun was on the podcast, the, the Delray Misfits, which we're going to link you guys to the whole thing. But listen to just this clip of it. So I hate Seth Rollins. And you guys know who he is? Yeah. So Seth Rollins was sending, while I was still married, now I'll call her my ex-wife, naked pictures of himself, like getting out of the shower and shit. And I saw it one day. And it caused a huge fight between me and her. And she's like, oh, that's just how he is. He's a flirty guy. And, you know, he even got in trouble for, like, having his dick out on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, but he knows that you're married. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I know that he knew that she was married to me. And the fact that he was still doing that, if I ever 
got my hands on him, I would have ripped his fucking arms off. <laughs> he was just like a little a little pussy. I love how her logic was, oh, he just kind of flirty. Bitch, I ain't never been flirty and just been dong out to the world, all right? Like, I'm... <laughs> oh, he got in trouble for having his dick out. Just the way he said it, he just flowed into it. <laughs> oh. Dong out to the world, is that one? Is that one? <laughs> yes, that's it. And then get the terrible picture. There you go. We got it. Show's over. See y'all next week. Two completely oh. unassociated things. But yeah, dong out to the world. But yeah, I, that's awkward, man. Did to dong it down? Oh my god, yes. Do you think he's like that Anthony Weiner guy? You remember? You guys remember him? <laughs> oh, Senator. No. no. That ironically kept getting caught for, for having dick pics over and over again. His name was Anthony Weiner. Yeah, that oh was the best god. thing ever. That's the first time I ever legit panicked and felt that I might be in the Matrix. Because it was like, come on, this has to be part of, like, I'm in some... Again? This is some strange game. What are the odds? Oh, Anthony Weiner shows his wiener. And that picture of Rollins is just not pleasing whatsoever. That looks uh, like a man that has his dong out right at that moment. Dong it down. Oh, you're talking about on the screen here? Yeah. Oh, that, that. Was, oh, that was all me, dude. That was deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what would go good with this story? Like, there we go. Like, that's, that's high, that's high C Rollins because of the way that he was described in the story, you know? You think that he's just, he's just holding it going, what the? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh no. That's, that's gonna be my new gimmick with Rollins. I'm gonna just figure out a way to work dong and his fucking music. He hit him with the dong stomp. <laughs> dong bomb. <laughs> Suicide dong. It's weird because it's like it's not something that you would think someone would make up, you know? Right. It's so crazy it can't be fake. Yeah. And at that thing. point it's just like let's be real, I'd be more pissed off at the wife because you just accepting random fucking Tyler Dong picks. Like I I think the uh the Hogan song may go to Seth Rollins now. Oh god, we gotta pass it on to Rollins. Can we can it My, match? I don't know. All I'm saying is you could do some master of editing right when you're... Oh, the picture. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it working. That'd be great if that was the song in 2K20. Comes out. <laughs> wow. And we see breaking news. They have retracted the ability to put your own custom music in the game just from that statement. Good God. <laughs> I can't believe he's a repeat offender with this shit, man. It's like it's uncomfortable the first time. You know, and it's and now it's happened again. I hope it's not like with Jimmy Uso and we're here next week with this. God, it was another Rollins dick sighting. Oh, it's not paranoia. It's Rollins dick. Oh, boy. So, uh, Impact Wrestling got to Neil Dashwood now, huh? What happened? I I don't know. There's so many places to work right now, though. Wasn't she in Ring of Honor before? So, yeah. 
Kinda. She was there. And she went from that to Impact? I thought she was like in a stable in Ring of Honor. Stable, they hardly even talk about with lifeblood. Yeah, I don't even know what happened with that thing anymore. I, I haven't followed Ring of Honor in so long, I forget what's going on. Like, is it is it Ring of Honor and Impact kind of like a lateral move now? <laughs> you're not going better or worse, you're just going somewhere else. <laughs> just, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just it's surprising because I thought that she was over there, but uh, I'm surprised she didn't wind up somewhere else. I wonder how long we know how long this contract was for. Like, how long did she lock herself in with? I haven't heard. I just heard she showed up there. I thought she signed there now. I mean, she, she, she was hungry, just wanted lunch. Oh, Jesus. I could steal here. They won't afford to fire me. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think at this point, everybody might just be overblown a bit with contracts, and they were just like, look, we can't. Uh, we can't afford anymore. You know, I mean, the cons aren't going to run out of money as fast as WWE if this becomes the contents of who's going to have the most contracts. You know, right. so they better hope that it doesn't become that because they're not going to win that game. They're like, will, yeah. We'll match your Ring of Honor contract and give you an iPad case. And she's like, you're <laughs> in. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> you had me an iPad case. They're going against Turner Broadcasting again. That's one of the bigger problems in this entire scenario. You yeah. know, like that they're once again dealing with, with freaking. And now they're once again dealing with a big business tycoon. It may not be Ted Turner, but but it's the cons. And they're not going to run out of money on these guys. So, yeah, true that. you know, here's something I mean, to really concern and worry yourself with. I mean, hey, Daniel at least gets the opportunity to... Wrestle Tessa Blanchard, who actually had a very good night at uh, AAA Mania winning the Reina de Reyes championship from Taya. I believe it was a ladder match. So. Oh, yeah. That girl has been white hot. Like she, She's right now probably the best part of Impact. But doesn't, doesn't Impact have, a, have all that Twitch money? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're running out of channels. All I'm saying is hey, they're, on, God they're on Pluto. They're on Pluto TV. You know, yeah. you can't sell them short, you know. So was Dog the Bounty Hunter. That doesn't mean anything. Everything's on Pluto. Oh, no, no, not everything. That's some stuff you can't find on Pluto. Uh, The only thing I watch on Hell's Pluto, or on Hell's Pluto, on Pluto is Hell's Kitchen. You're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I watch on Hell's Pluto. (laughs) I got them all combined. Oh. oh boy so uh big Cass is back in the news again because uh, he was he spoke to pro wrestling sheet about his time in wwe which he sounds like he regrets he sort of blames himself here and link you guys to the whole and while alone here. just suffering yeah but but yeah i remember i remember the ride back from saudi arabia everybody was asleep i can't sleep on planes so it's by myself so the how pi- long is that flight Fucking 13, 14 hours. Oh, you couldn't sleep? Oh. No, so the pilot invited me up to the cockpit, and I sat up there for three or four hours. Okay, the, that's kind of cool. With the pilots. Yeah, that's, was, cool, that's cool, then. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> yeah. What was was what was the experience like in Saudi Arabia? I mean, I know that for, you were only there for the first one, which was controversial, but not as controversial as the others. I had no issue. I mean, I... Uh, Let's get to the controversy. It was just, like, probably the worst decision I ever made, and it's so crazy what I was going through at the time because if you would have asked He's talking about anybody, beating up that midget. If you would have told anybody 
two years prior, even a year prior, that I was going to do that, they would have said, you're fucking crazy. He's the model employee. I, I don't know what, I don't know. I was, my mind was in a different place, man. Totally. And that was the dumbest fucking thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. I regret it to this day. So fucking stupid. Um, and did you talk to Vince about it? And this was like you wanted to... I don't want to get into everything. It mm-hmm. was just it was just a mistake, man. Yeah. It no, it makes a, sense. It was a big fucking mistake. Uh and I knew it the second I came back. Uh I don't know. It was it was a mistake. I went out there, I did what I th- what I thought was uh I don't know. I I looked in the crowd and people were not reacting how they were spo- how I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And uh I just did what I thought was right, and it was a very stupid decision. Mm-hmm. Very fucking stupid. I shouldn't have done it. Was there anger backstage when you went backstage too? Was there, of course, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a bad night, man. I shouldn't have done that. I took a chance, a stupid chance, really dumb chance, and uh, just didn't didn't work. Yeah, I can see, and also in the mindset you were in the time. I mean, obviously, from everything we're talking about here, you know, you weren't in the best mindset at the time. No. So I mean, I mean. Yeah, the guy was drugged out from what he's been saying, right? He went to rehab and all this other stuff. Yeah, apparently. Hmm. Big deal. He's one of your he favorites, was... right? Huh? I think he's one of your favorites, right, Squires? Cass is a modern day Van Hammer. <laughs> Shit. Jeez. That's, That's all he is. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you Van Hammer him like that? <laughs> he is. He should be in the flock. That's it. He's a tall guy. That's all he is. The they, worst. They were going to push him as more than that had he not screwed up. I, yeah. Push him off a ledge. It's the only push he should get. Stupid dope. Hated ass. Well, now that he shows remorse, you know how they are. They'll eventually like let him at least cameo. Unless he gets oh. a contract somewhere else. Yeah, why is he on impact? Yeah, right. I think he would. he would fit right in. If you right. put him into he, the Impact he, family. He's somebody that, unlike most of the roster, everybody actually knows. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Like, no, I could just see it on Impact. Who's that? It, it's Big Hoss. Oh, Big no. Hoss. Big Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like an Impact name for Big Cat, right? It? Sounds like it, you hit the nail yeah. on the head with that shit. Big Hoss, and he comes out with a cowboy hat. With that Brooklyn accent. And they start fusing with the, they start fusing with the rascals like Moose was. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No let impact here. They might do it. Like, oh, I got that I, trademark. If, if I hear Big Hoss or Impact, so help me God, Squires, I will find you. <laughs> like, you see what you did? You see what you did? Yeah, no. Who knows what's going to happen with that. But, uh, Enzo... Or real one, as he's such a wolf penis. <laughs> you remember that stupid song? It's burning in my memory forever. I wish I could get rid. Of it. Yep. I wish I could get rid of it. Yeah, he so was on the. Too. He was on the store horseman show, and uh, they basically spoke to him about his his future. And it really, to me, sounds like you guys are going to have to have more Enzo in your wrestling world. A spoiler alert for that. Oh. Now that the leashes are off and, you know, Cass had a well-publicized issue with mental health and and alcohol and he answered, you know, his call from God to change his life and inspire people. And through that process of inspiration 
and doing meet and greets. And after me and him reunited and did Madison Square Garden, and he came back from that seizure, bettered himself as a human, spent a lot of time with DDP down at DDP Yoga, who is well-publicized for helping so many people get back on their feet, change their lives for the better. Um, I had a part in that, uh, you know, me and Cass didn't talk in real life for a long time. Um, because we, when, when you get broken up in WWE and you're a tag team like me and Cass and we're hot, uh, they're pulling you in separate rooms, having separate conversations, trying to pin you against each other. And that really didn't happen. But, uh, in the end, we did have a falling out. And when I saw him have that seizure, I got back in touch with him and I showed up at the hospital and I dragged him out of hotel rooms that, you know, he was, he was not going to leave because he was drinking and he was depressed. Mm -hmm. And I showed up on flights and pulled him out of those places and I got a best friend uh, back that a business can tear apart. You know what I'm saying? And it was a blessing to 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 rekindle a friendship with a guy who we saw the world in ways that no other wrestlers have ever fucking seen. And yeah. I don't care what anybody says. You can sell a short all you want. You're just selling yourself short. You're lying to yourself. Women lie. Men lie. Numbers don't lie. And if you look at the numbers that we did and the ways that we elicited fan reactions together as a team... Um, it was all time. So when I thought about seeing Animal at a meet and greet by himself and no Hawk, I thought about what if I lost my homie? You know what I mean? Like yeah. a guy that I'm not talking to because we got a look. Man, fuck that. So we got back together, and he's back on his feet. He has a match against John Moxley for Northeast Absolutely. Wrestling, NEW. It's coming up on the weekend of like the August 17th, whatever that is, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We'll be in Poughkeepsie, New York, and there's one more shot on that loop. Um, the thing about watching Big Cass get back on his feet, that was all I ever intended to do. Last time I spoke to you, I had no intentions of wrestling again. You guys fucking well know I was very happy and content with my career Same and way. i wasn't willing to put my body on the line i don't think that uh anybody who follows me on instagram you know sees that i'm getting in shape for no reason or i'm working mm-hmm. hard for no reason uh i'm gonna make a return to the ring oh shit oh shit exclusive yeah so i'm giving you guys the exclusive drop whoa oh my God. <laughs> look at that literally every time i've asked <laughs> you he's like i'm never doing that never, again never, never again never you can't teach timing though the wrestling yeah, world is saved in life for me has been my biggest blessing in wrestling and while i stepped away from it it's hard not to get the itch as a wrestler when you're around guys yeah. who, who are inspiring when you see young kids in these locker rooms that i'm going with to cat with cash yeah these guys come up to us and they ask us a million questions. He's going to get all that Kipsy money. Dang. <laughs> I'm calling it now. WrestleMania 36. They're going to headline. It's going to be Goldberg versus Real One. <laughs> Who gives in a crap match? In, in, in a ring post match. You know what, though? Is that the first time you've ever heard him, like, talk? Just talk, right? Like Just, just talk. Like... Like, he wasn't like, I didn't want to bash my head to the wall. I feel like I might have heard him like that before. Yes, exactly, Stasis. Why didn't he sound as stupid? Exactly. He sounded like somebody with actual intelligence. Well, he says that he just plays a character. Even in that interview, I, I, I highly suggest everyone listen to the full thing. Uh, but in that he talks about how it's a character and that he's simply playing the character that they wanted him to. You know, so, I mean, for him to sound like that, it, it's definitely... um. A believable point, you know. You know who's excited the most about him returning? Who's that? His grandma. Oh, oh. not that again. The grandma days. <laughs> oh. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. 
Don't you dare. Handsome. Oh, my God. I will burn California to the ground. Oh. I swear to God. I wonder where he's going to go, though. Maybe the Moon Impact, too. Well, it sounds like he wants to be with Cass, I get from that from that thing, right? Isn't that the impression you got? He was talking about a hawk and animal? Yeah. It'd be weird to talk about hawk and animal and then go somewhere different. That's true. You know, so that's what I think is going to happen. It'd be big hoss and run. There's money in those guys, even if you don't like them, you know. Yeah, you put them together, they're actually somewhat entertaining. It's just when they're separate, it's like, dear God. Because like when they're separate, you see everything wrong with both of them. When they're together, it's not quite as bad. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how they are with all WWE writers. I mean, those guys used to get world, used to almost get Road Warrior pops back in NXT. I think one of the loudest ones I ever saw was I think the first takeover Brooklyn. They about blew the roof off the place when they showed up. Ironically, they were in NXT and now on the main roster. It's almost like there's a connection. Yeah. Well, in SmackDown news, we're hearing that when they return to Fox, along with them returning, the SmackDown Fist will be making a return. I don't know how it'll work uh, without the pyro, but you are going to be getting the fist. They've been saying that fist was going to come back for I don't know how long. Like, I don't even know if I bought it at this point. Yeah, you're also going to be getting the SmackDown Express, which is a lot like the Lex Express. They're going to be doing like a thing like that to promote coming to Fox. I, I almost thought you were joking. No, I'm not. <laughs> you don't need to joke anymore when it comes to this company. All this shit really <laughs> happened. And also get ready for the SmackDown Express. I wish we had a photo of it, but I guess they haven't shown what it's going to be like yet. So, so is that when they get so, so SmackDown Megabus? So it's, oh no! So is that me when they go? When, when... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! They get the SmackDown for fair prices. Oh, oh dear God! Stacey says SmackDown. Cheetos and Pats. Bad. So does that mean when they go to Fox, Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people go to the song again? I mean, if you're bringing back a fish, you might as well go full blown. Why the? I don't know. I don't know if it'll work with today's thing. Maybe I hope it's an upgraded version or something, you know? Right, something different, because you can't just bring back that beautiful stage that we had before, which I have this habit, I've noticed now, with 2K. I just find somebody who created that stage and just make that the SmackDown stage. I like the fist, but my favorite SmackDown was when everything was oval. Oh, yeah, the, the OG SmackDown stage. Yeah, I used to like that one. Yeah. Like, that stage, that, like, this one was my first SmackDown stage. Like, I remember seeing the fist live, and I was like, this thing is freaking massive. Like, yeah, well, hopefully they do something that pays off with the whole damn thing. You know? Because uh, they're going to need more than a fist to be able to compete once October comes. <laughs> yeah. For that to sound as funny as it did. If that's... <laughs> you know, it just sort of came out that way. Yeah, just like the fist. It's gonna take more than a fist. <laughs> Is that the show name? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a line of decency, sir. It's not. It's not a long one, but damn it, it's there. Yeah, right. So, uh, in other unfortunate news, may as well get it out of the way. As you guys know, and as I discussed tonight, Harley Race passed away in the past week. Yeah, former eight-time NWA heavyweight champion. How old was he? I want to say he was 75. Oh, 76. I just looked here. You look, you got close there. Yeah, freaking wow. I mean, yeah, it's scary, man. I know people that age. You know, isn't it scary once you know people that age? Because uh, 
That's it's the average. Yeah. He lived a long life, you know. He had some very uh colorful promos back in the day. Oh good god. Yeah, that's what he was Ron for. Simmons, get my bags, boy. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he dropped them. Oh. Yeah, that was that that definitely was <laughs> Had a very strong meaning back then, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> but then, yeah. I mean, he—he's the one who dropped the title to Simmons, right? Uh, I believe so. To yeah. go back and look, so he do the job. Yeah, and apparently they're gonna be uh doing a statue of him. At least that's the what's been going around. Uh, one of those WrestleMania access statues. Yeah, they do it every year. They reveal a new statue. Piper was last year. You know, that's what they're now, discussing. At least, saying, do they do Harley Race? Or do they do King Harley Race? Because King Harley Race was awful in WWF back in the day. I mean, day. then uh, you just you just tell it right there that you do just Harley Race. <sighs> yeah, I think they will. They're gonna do one with the crown. Watch. Yeah, so they're probably gonna do a network special or something. I would hope on him. Yeah, we'll do some kind of because because of how they do it. it won't be a collection. We know that. Yeah, and apparently Trevor Murdoch on Facebook. Uh, said that race needed transportation that his Medicare wouldn't provide. But uh, he said, I just wanted to put this out there. Harley needed to be transferred from Atlanta to St. Louis. He needed to take a med flight because he was in rough shape. Medicare wouldn't help him. A call was made to WW and 10 minutes later, it was paid in full. Vince McMahon never blinked an eye. He wanted to make sure Harley was taken care of. Thank you, Vince. You gave me two more days with Harley. So There's some positivity right there. You never hear much lately of the good shit WWE does. I think that's very nice. I think they do that a lot more often than not. It's just not. It's not out there. You don't hear about it as much. Yeah, I think he. I think Vince takes care of the old guys. You know, well, at least the ones that aren't like. I mean, I don't think he's gonna flip Billy Graham's bill anytime, but <laughs> he shouldn't. I'd burn the bill. I'd burn it before he got to him. You know, but I don't think Harley Race really, you know, had that bad to say about the company yeah. and. Harley Race is always usually quiet about stuff. You never really yeah. said really much at all. It was just like, hey, that's how it is. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty never, much. Never heard, Harley, never heard Harley Race telling somebody they need to get on Roy's. And... Yeah, but it's just sad that a lot of people, their only memories of Harley Race are WWF. And then when he was a manager, a lot of people haven't, you know, went back and watched his old stuff. Well, they can. I mean, it's all there, right? But they can. Yeah, it's all there, but I mean, you guys should. If you guys haven't watched an old school, I mean, he was. There's a reason why he's getting a statue made for him. Yeah, he was the man. I mean, hey, rest in peace, Harley. So, uh, we're hearing WWE is bringing in Hijo de Fantasma, who actually was recently him. unmasked. And he lost a mask versus mask match, which. That's a, that's a pretty big deal in Mexico. Like that that's how you finish when I'm when you lose a mask versus mask match in Mexico, that's it. Like rivalry over. Apparently it's gonna be in September is where he's gonna be starting. And they've wanted him for a very long time, and I guess they finally got him. I know last I'd seen him he was in impact, ironically, so moving on up. <laughs> and, uh, very, very, he, very talented luchador though. The sheets are saying he speaks perfect English. Oh yeah, his English is really good. Yeah, so like, you know he, he has no problems with English whatsoever. That's pretty good. So, 
Which means it's only a matter of time for Lucha House Party to get the fourth member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually excellent when you think about it. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I hope you're wrong about the Lucha House Party part of this. I'd, I'd like to be, believe me. I'd really like to be. But there's a reason I was ecstatic when Pentagon and Vegas didn't go there. Yeah, Mark, um, I believe he was King Cuerno in Lucha Underground. So uh, Undertaker, apparently, according to Wrestling Observer, has signed a contract with WWE. Renewed contract. So if you were expecting a retirement from The Undertaker anytime soon, it's not going to be until after this next contract. And from what we're hearing about this contract, they're saying that although it's not a lifetime contract, it may as well be. Like, it's long enough that, like, you could say it's for life. <laughs> you know, like, he'll be wrestling for the rest of his life now. You know, like, that's it. He's just going to wrestle until he dies. I guess that's what we've decided. I don't know when this was decided, but, I mean, that's the impression I'm getting. It it feels like this was always just what was going to happen, and no one ever wanted to say it now. That's just what, what it is, because yeah. it, it seems like the guy never really wanted to retire. They never really wanted him to retire. It, they always teased it. And now he's signing a contract that apparently is long enough to just assume that it's for the rest of his life. So he's just going to always wrestle. He looks like Razal Ghoul when he needs to go back in the pit. <laughs> to the Lazarus pit? <laughs> no! No! <laughs> oh my god! Oh! I can't believe you just Razal Ghoul him. How dare you? He's just... Oh! Oh! WWE also have their crosshairs on Sonata, who is now a free agent from New Japan Pro Wrestling. The irony of you saying that is right before we came on here, I was watching Impact on Pluto. They do that little flashback thing. It was a ladder match where he was in the match. It's just weird seeing like babyface TNA Sonata, and now we see this assassin in Japan. So it's- yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about being in WWE. They haven't seemed to make use of anybody too at, well. At this point, I don't like the idea of anybody going there anymore because it's never ending well. It's it's good if they go in NXT and then just stay in NXT because the second they hit Raw or SmackDown, it all goes downhill. Especially, you know, from that continent. <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's true. I was about to say it. You don't even have to have it because that's where I was going, man. Like they don't treat the Japanese people too good there. Like most of them don't have great careers. The best we could say is Nakamura and that and that didn't even really turn out that great. And I told you, you could go back to when he was feuding with AJ Styles. I said if he doesn't win the title in this this feud, you're gonna see him fall into obscurity. And sure enough, that's what happened. Japan had the best run ever. Besides him? Um Maybe Tajiri. Tajiri probably, but then that's only if you completely, if if you don't watch his ECW stuff where he was like really good. He's another guy where they sort of shortchanged him and he became a bunch of stereotypes instead of just being what he was. And it's a shame because he was so good, you know, and they took all of that. Who else? Taka? Uh, Taka was, was decent. I mean, he, what did he have? Like a year with that light heavyweight belt run? Well, he was the first one. Yeah. And then he had it forever, and then he had Kaitai, and then I guess after Kaitai, that was it, huh? Yeah, but Tajiri's run was better. Like, Tajiri was in the spotlight, spotlight, you know what I mean? Tajiri like, was, was a cruiserweight champion was, for a while. He was featured big storylines, you know, he had that Tory Wilson bullshit, the heel thing that they did with him. He was never, like, a U.S. champ or anything like that, was he? He was cruiserweight champion, he was a tag oh. champion. He, 
Uh, it's dang. Yeah, now I really think about it. That might have been the ceiling for them. Was Tajiri. Tajiri and the Nakamura. That's it. Yeah, Tajiri. And before that, you had what? Hat Tanaka? Jeez. Yeah. They don't treat Japanese yeah, people very good. No Zelkers before. Don't go WWE. Yeah, no, it's just unfortunate. Right now, they're not they're not giving anyone what they want in any way. Which, by the way, speaking of things we want, Paul Heyman apparently is the one who's responsible for getting them to stop that shit. Where if a commercial happens, wrestling has to stop somehow, either by interference or by a two out of three pinfall or whatever way they could think of cutting oh, to commercial. Like he put a stop, which was the most ridiculous thing ever. Like they were gonna they were gonna run out, out of they were gonna run out of ideas by week negative three. Yeah. You know, and they officially moved Killian Dane and Tyler Breeze and Fandango are all considered NXT people now. Yeah, Fandango uh, recently returned this past week to assist Tyler Breeze and after an assault from the Forgotten Sons. So interesting, very very. Yeah, interesting. a lot of people going home. A lot of people going home and actually getting treated like they're worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we could do some injuries. We haven't done injuries in a while, right? We got to get those out of the way. I wind up doing injuries all day and all freaking night. How do people yeah. get injured here? What do we got going on here? Uh, so Tegan Knox actually returned a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you knew about that. Yeah, I heard she um, showed up again. She finally got back on her feet. Yeah, she had the worst timing because wasn't wasn't she the one that was slated to win the whole tournament? Yeah, and then she hit that suicide dive, and her knee went out. And I remember that was the worst because you could see the moment she knew it tried to keep going. So yeah, it, it's good to see her back. Yeah, uh, the the question is where are they positioning her? I mean, I'm assuming we're talking about somebody like that being an NXT because uh, yeah, you know. makes sense. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do too much with her in the main roster. But yeah, I think it's very cool to see that she's back into the swing of things. We're going to have that story linked to you guys right now if you're listening on demand. Yeah, you stay healthy, girl. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Ruby Riot apparently is not going to be back in action until sometime in 2020. I didn't even realize that she was that badly hurt. She has double surgery. It was she like, double shoulder surgeries. Yeah, so. she had to have one, and then she had to have the other. That's crazy. Is that is that the main reason why the riot squad hasn't been around, or is it a? Or it's just- it's more just they they they're, they're too busy concentrating on shit that doesn't matter and actually not showing them around. Because Sarah Sarah and Liv have been constantly wrestling on house shows and dark matches and stuff. Gotcha. Makes they, they're, they're just being lazy. Because <laughs> like when they were together, Ruby was hurt. It still Liv and Sarah were on TV. I see. Uh, Karen Q apparently was injured at an NXT house show. From what we're hearing. Ooh. And uh, she's quoted saying, Unfortunately, I won't be able to finish the NXT road trip. I'm so proud of the matches I had this weekend. I'm grateful to have the best family, friends, and co-workers. And uh, thanks to all who have reached out and shown me love. Hashtag hold my drink. I'll be back. I wonder what the... Uh, what is this? Was this an ankle injury? I'm trying to find out here now. Okay, we got a... I think we got a clip of what it is here. 
if I could bring this up on the screen for you guys. What the hell happened? I don't quite see where the injury happened just from looking at that. It was something, I guess, with the breakup, maybe the way she landed. Yeah, during the breakup. Hmm. She seemed okay the second that breakup hit, she rolled away. Yeah. It looked like she was arched on her neck when she had that bridge going, and then it, it, the breakup. Like, yeah, that is, you don't see that every day, man. That's a freak accident if I've ever seen one. Holy crap. Exactly. But, um, so, she basically had surgery on her yeah it was a broken ankle she had surgery on it and uh, i don't know how long the recovery time is to that we don't have an estimated recovery time here but uh how long do you think that it is uh, ankle injuries are a little unpredictable sometimes it depends on how bad the break was yeah i mean she's in a full cast you know i can yeah. tell you that yeah, here's um, a shot of her here I've been in bed all day and will probably be doing this the next two weeks. Keep me company and ask away. Use hashtag Karen Q&A. Yeah, that's rough, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we wish her the best for sure. More NXT people with injuries here. Rachel Alring. Apparently, got injured. She blew out her knee at an NXT house show. What the hell's happening at these NXT house shows? <laughs> Who knows? Jesus. Wow. Yeah, so uh, Rachel Elring also out with a blown out knee. We don't have too much information. Uh, let's see what we have here. This was at Fort Pierce on Saturday night. It was her left leg when she was wrestling Lacey Lanes. And, uh, yeah, there's really no... She didn't leave on a stretcher. So, I mean, that's all we really know. I mean, I guess that's always a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but these NXT house shows, they look like they're a little rough, huh? Who knows? Maybe when they don't have storylines, they lay them eat and stuff happens. Yeah, I was going to throw you into things, but yeah, we're linking you guys to that story here as well. Wow, injuries are long here. And uh, Jeff Hardy's going to be returning from his knee injuries November 2nd. So you got a long ways away from him. Mm, you know. It'll be a minute before we see him. Yeah, well, good luck to him for that. Jinder Mahal, uh, he had a patella injury. Uh, they have him listed to return January 1st. Uh, he just signed the new five-year deal, so you can expect to see him back soon. Uh, <laughs> Let's be real. We're not going to see him back. Yeah. He'll um, be back, but he won't be on TV. Bobby Lashley has an undisclosed injury, according to Fightful. And uh, 
they're saying that he's gonna be out until at least November with this injury. So you're gonna be seeing him for a while. Oh, yeah! I know you must be devastated. You, you more than anybody must be really be missing those, those Bobby Man. Lashley matches. I, I, I you, you know what? I still got some leftover fireball in the fridge. I gotta drink myself to sleep, guys. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so sad. What storylines was he involved in before they decided to, uh, or before fate decided to take him off the roster? The last thing I saw him do was get his ass whooped by Braun. So I mean, oh, that's right. The stupid explosions, right? When it boom, 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 and yeah. they go for <laughs> that piece of crap story, man. Mm. We're doing more mature stuff than our competitors. Yeah, sure you are, right? Is that the more mature I stuff? Goldust get electrocuted, motherfucker. That was not no. They straight up got that out of the Acme book. <laughs> the way that it looked, and then they went back to it several times. Like for some reason, they were so proud of their handiwork with that one. Right, where it was just like, let's see it from a different angle. The 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 fucking pyro go off while these two guys go barreling through everything. Now let's see it from this angle. Now let's see it from that angle. You know, they worked in more the guy's camera injuries. phone in fucking section three eighty two. Oh. Yeah, they don't even know what they're doing anymore, man. At this point, I just think that it, you know, none of this shit matters to them. It's like Power Rangers. Remember Power Rangers Pyro? No. Like Thirty feet behind him. It's unbelievable, really. Is. Oh, <laughs> that might have made that angle better. <laughs> no, it didn't. Don't lie. <laughs> you gotta spin more. I mean, when the explosions happen. You gotta spin. Let, let's be real. What it really? I'm, I'm saying it isn't. La- it's ain't what Lashley. Anything would have made that better. It could have blown out confetti Like when you get a headshot and halo with that one skull Oh lord So if you guys recall during AEW Fight for the Fallen Unfortunately Britt Baker Jumped and went to tag the wrong corner And we were all like why is Britt Baker disoriented And during that match she got a concussion We later found out the referee Still with her all night and everything Um, Since then she has provided An update to her injury who's been following up and asking all your support, all your concern. It means the world to me. You guys really are the best. And I am doing fantastic. I feel great. Uh, it was a rough couple weeks originally, but now I feel good. I've been in great care with the AW doctors and trainers, uh, following up with the appropriate specialists, and everything's looking good. I'm hoping to get cleared any day now to get back into the ring. Which takes us to All Out. Will I be booked? You're gonna have to wait and see. Hey, everybody. No, I don't have time. No, not today, Daniels. I hope somebody buys her a picture or a knickknack for that bare empty house she lives in. Aww. In the corner. Jesus. You gotta be so mean about that. It could have been a corner. You don't got a bear corner in your house? Sorry, everybody doesn't have every Tom, Dick, and Harry little knickknack in their house choir. Jesus. She didn't have anything on that mantle. Maybe she was stopping it. You don't oh. know. <laughs> Stupid millennialist.
boy. Yeah, well, get uh, well soon, Brett. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Kevin Nash recently uh, had some sort of stem cell surgery done. And uh, I guess somehow this shit actually fixed him. Because he is quoted as saying, woke up this morning for the first time in seven to nine years. My right hand wasn't numb. No placebo. R- real results. I was so bad. Those five, those 50 million cells in my neck said, shit, we haven't time to unpack. We got to go. I haven't smiled as much since holding my son for the first time. So, uh, yeah, good for him. I guess that stem cell shit did work, man. I guarantee everybody in the chat when they heard Kevin Nash first and we thought blow out Juan Kim. Nah, miss, if anything, I... can... <laughs> Dang it. it Darn again. you. Again. <laughs> That's fucked up. He threw his quad back. <laughs> I, I had to mute because I was going to start laughing because I certainly thought I was like, yep, blew out again. He was quad out retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man. But that's great, bro. Though that's good to like something like that to wake up and your hand constantly numb. Like that's gotta be miserable. So it's good to know that like he's starting to feel better when it comes oh. to that. Cut out of bed, blew my quad. Ate some cells. Oh shit! And uh, uh, apparently Ryback also did some stem cell shit. What is it? The stem cell shit is catching on with people, huh? Yeah, I guess the technology's finally broken through, but yeah. Uh, well, I guess rape start mm. at everyone. He's been doing it forever. Yeah, because Ryback put success in recovery now. The healing process has began. Thanks, Bio Accelerator. Have four weeks of no weights, and then we'll start training again with rehab starting Monday after I'm home. Hashtag Feed Me More Stem Cells. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he worked that into there. That's amazing. He did. That's awesome. <laughs> that has never worked better than that moment. You need more stem cells. You, you know the bad part? In my perfect world, he tried to avoid it, but he was like, no, it's gotta happen. Oh, that was too good. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, we're hearing that Pac has suffered a knee injury, huh? Yeah, I heard he got hurt, but I didn't hear specifically what happened. Yeah, uh, he he was at TNT Extreme Wrestling. Uh, they basically said that he had a growing injury during the event. So I don't know how long he would be out with something like that. Yeah, the they, kind of hard to figure out. Yeah, I mean, when Triple H had his in 2003, he wasn't out terribly long, so... There's a shot of him here being tended to, but you can't really. I mean, if you're looking at the shot, you can't really see anything. It's just him being tended to. Yeah, definitely hope that works out for him, though. Yeah, it will soon, dude. Yeah, AEW is October 2nd. I don't know if he's supposed to be there, but if he recovers in time, he can make it. And somehow Goldberg is on this fucking injury list. <sighs> what do you do now? Did yeah, he get the mail? This must be before he popped up tonight. Which means he's recovered from it already. I don't know. I'm bringing it up now to see what the hell it is. Give me a sec here. Give me a Freaking time. guy. The hell is Bill that? Bill one of his shoes and 
He tripped. The fuck am I looking at? His knee. He locked his keys in his car and he need the window to get. <laughs> 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 it doesn't even have any words, though. I might. No, he cut his knee. He scraped his. He got a boo boo. He falls. One of the train wheels came loose on his bike. You go over. This is what happens when you don't put contact. We just make shit up. Those dark you're dumb, you're, you're dumb enough. Everybody believes it. You gotta be shitting me. You, you know what it is. You know what it is. He probably, he probably tried to have a match with his kid. How come he's always oh, so I bloody? Know. He's stupid. I fell down and scraped my knee on the ramp. <laughs> and the worst part is he's Jewish. That's even worse. Oh, again. He boxed in real life. He boxed real life. <laughs> oh, his, his, his post here says find strength and setback. Hashtag spear, hashtag jack, hashtag who's next. But it doesn't say what the setback is. He said spear? Yeah, I he got know. a he got a ring burn. Uh, I no, no baseball slide in the living room, Goldberg. Uh, he's got old man skin, so like if he gets like the tiniest little scratch, it just bleeds. He gets, he gets hit with a, he gets hit with a heavy breeze and just. <laughs> oh, he tried he he tried to Fortnite dance, blew his knee out. I popped and locked and I scraped my knee. <laughs> I popped, my joints locked, and I fell down and scraped You're my knee. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I popped, and my joints locked. <laughs> oh god! Oh, like he's always oh. hurt, man. He's always hurt. I mean, when you're the dumbest thing on God's green earth, you're pretty much always hurt. He's the. Uh, I mean. Uh, Poor Ziggler, man. Well, you, you know it's bad when Ziggler's the safest person in the match. Let that settle in for a second. On Sunday, Ziggler will be the safest man in this match. Is he? Yes, because Ziggler's never ran into the pole. I don't know what to tell you, dude. I did. I nobody wanted this. No fucking body nobody. wanted this. And if you did, you're the problem. You need to go away. We'll get into it when we talk about Raw, but I can't. I still can't get over how they how they announced that. Like that shows <sighs> that takes a level of ballage. The yeah. fact that who was out there came out there, I was like, okay, they're not going to do it, and then they did it, and I was like, dude. And then they had the nerve to end the show like that. That's the worst part. Yeah, we'll get into it. But first, uh, Cody Rhodes put up a new video on AEW's YouTube channel speaking about the formation of them and it somewhat addresses some of the things Vince has said recently so I want you to hear that and we'll link you in the chat room so how did all this begin was it with a club and a whisper or were these roots planted long ago they said we couldn't and Matt, Nick and I said we could and with All In there was a satisfaction in proving people wrong. And then enter Kenny Omega, the Khan family, all elite wrestling. And the fans said that we could. And there was an equal satisfaction in proving people right. So what happens now? Plain and simple. 
wrestling fans and wrestlers alike have an opportunity to take back their space. Recently, there were some very public comments made about us where we were referred to as blood and guts. Blood and guts. And it was said with such a, a braggart candor that you would think the person saying it felt that they were bulletproof. But I wonder before they said it, if they tasted their own words before they spit them out, because the entirety of our business is built on blood and guts. Every man or woman who ever stepped foot in the ring, regardless of race, color, creed, political affiliation, sexual identity, has felt blood and guts and passion. Because if we don't care, they don't care. So if you say we're blood and guts, I say you bet your ass we are blood and guts. Wrestling returns to TNT after 18 years, 18 long years. So I ask you once again, not us, who? Not now, when? So join us for history, October 2nd, Washington, D.C., the Capitol One Arena, we need you now more than ever. I'm all in. Are you? So put the adoption pet music. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. <laughs> Are you gonna ruin that for me, wise? What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> now you got me wishing it was just ending with in the arms. <laughs> I just wait for a little cat in a cage or something. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, I think best case scenario, this turns out to where we have two wrestling companies killing it week in and week out. That I would love for it to turn good. out that way. Worst case scenario, we have one wrestling company kill the other. Exactly, and that's happened and before. We're, and, then, and, then we're, and then we're stuck with Goldberg. No, well, hopefully not. I mean, after tonight, <laughs> at this point, I don't put it past them because we literally just talked last week while they had heat, as they said it. Yeah, good old heat. But yeah, one of the matches that's apparently going to be happening is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Chris Jericho and two mystery tag partners. From what we're hearing here, there's been no revelation of who the hell it's going to be yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about who who it even could be. Yeah, well, that's going to be interesting. We still have a bit of time before uh, that entire situation happens anyway. The focus is going to be SummerSlam this upcoming weekend. Saturday and Sunday, again, we'll be in the chat room for all of the festivities. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening with them. They're slowly fortifying all of their stuff. Ticketmaster wasn't able to keep up with the sales of everything that's happening in regards to AEW. So, I mean, that says a lot there. Like, they're, they're just like every time we report on here about these guys, uh, all of the stuff that they're doing is just blowing up. So, uh, yeah. it's a lot of momentum. You normally don't see momentum uh, to this extent. Hey, he's got to be able to hold it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see there being much of a problem, man. Like, right now, if there was ever a time that someone was going to be okay with an audience, it's now where wrestling's really big. Oh yeah, you know there's there's so many different places to look now. So yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, yeah, apparently Jericho's Rock and Rager, the second one, is gonna be 
January 20th through January 24th, which is Monday through Friday, but that's going to be during the week where there's supposed to be AEW. So people are speculating about whether or not there's going to be a taped AEW or are they going to somehow make the Rock and Rage a part of the TNT production? So. It would be cool for them to do it that way for sure. Because Rock and Rage was a big deal when he did it the last time. So. Yeah, no, I also agree. I think that it would be very I, cool. I, 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 would, I would actually like to see that. Yeah, but they probably want to make it some sort of a, um, you know, special production or a pay per view or something like that, you know? Yeah, something big. Don't just treat it like any other normal show. Yeah. They've also been, apparently, when people go to see Hobbs and Shaw, one of the advertisements in AMC theaters is AEW. So they're putting it in like popular theaters to make people conscious of the fact that this wrestling company is going to be uh, coming out, you know? Yeah. On the next level, because I mean, how many people, just as many people do you hear that say they were going to see Hobbs and Shaw just because they're faster figures fans, a lot of them probably some wrestling fans too. Yeah. Well, here's hoping, you know, that it works out because we really need it at this point, especially when we're going into a SummerSlam with Goldberg. Exactly. All right. What else is there? Because we're going to wrap up here soon. We got to do the, uh, I guess mainly just discuss the weeklies and then do the SummerSlam poll, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. SmackDown. Anything going on? Anything special or noteworthy happening in the realm of SmackDown? Uh, just kind of a little all over the place. Just it seemed to be more of a continuation of a lot of feuds. Um, the King's Court wound up being the reveal for a big SummerSlam match. Um, Jerry Lawler had Trish Stratus as a guest, and during the interview, Charlotte comes out and interrupts. Basically, once again, saying, oh, I don't have a match at SummerSlam. And she basically calls out Trish Stratus and Trish agrees. So it looks like we're going to have Charlotte and uh, Trish Stratus pretty much a battle of generations at um, at SummerSlam this year. It would have been better for that announcement to happen without them leaking it all over the damn Internet prior to it happening. You know, that yeah. was one of the things that got on my nerve. It was like Lola should have made the announcement with Trish there. Uh, I don't mind Trish Stratus. I actually like her back in the fold and the fact that she showed up on Raw tonight and, you know, she's part of yeah. matches and shit. And uh, she and still she, looks half decent. Like she, yeah, she's still yeah. moving pretty good. At her age. Yeah, it's no longer that. That's the one thing I'll note. It, it's no longer moving pretty good. And, and it now has been um, altered to pretty good at her age. I do see like a bit of slowdown, but she looks, she's fine. You know, I mean, it's cool to still have her around. And um, I don't know. She never else. overstays her welcome. That's a good thing about it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I also wanted to talk about the Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Cross against Bailey and Ember Moon. Um, what bothers me about this is Ember Moon's the number one contender, and it's not unheard of for the number one contender and the champion to be teamed together, the, the, the match, the, the show before the pay-per-view, just to, you know, for there to be some sort of a conflict between the two of them generating heat going into the show. However, uh, I think it's weird that Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss using their scheming go over Ember Moon. It made her look weak being the number one contender to get pinned. And I like the fact that afterwards Bailey goes and picks her up and fucking hits her with a finisher. Cause it's like, yeah, you idiot. You got, you're the number one contender and you, you let the heels go over in our match. And I like that Bailey seems to, uh, she's kind of contradicts her gimmick in a lot of ways where it's like the intro and everything is all nice and friendly. I don't know if they intended to do that and it was a slow transition or if that's just the way it organically wound up, but she's become a character where the intro's all nice and friendly and like, you know, there's all these festivities and shit and then she gets in the ring and she really just fucks you up, you know? Yeah, like, yeah and- Bailey's definitely showing a lot more of a mean streak 
And it was kind of like I said in the chat room that night. With, in WWE, being number one contender doesn't mean what it used to be. At this point, you could be number one, two, three, and four. You can get pinned by anybody at any point, any time the way it is now, which is a shame that it's like that because it's like when you're the number one contender, you're supposed to be untouchable by anybody but the champion. Yeah. And once again, the Daniel Bryan career-altering announcement, he just didn't say anything. He, he didn't even come out. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in a row of this nonsense. And we're hearing this because Vince McMahon is doing last-minute rewrites because he doesn't like the shows. Apparently, even today on Raw, they were, they were up to 10 minutes of the show. Vince was doing all kinds of rewrites. Um, you know, we got, uh, Dolph Ziggler winds up going over Finn Balor specifically because he's, uh, distracted by the Bray Wyatt music and lights, which leads to nothing. Um, Mustafa Ali goes over Nakamura because they hate Nakamura at this point, man. I told you. And it's not that Mustafa Ali sucks, but I never imagined that that would have been where we would have wound up here. Kofi it's Kingston. It's so bad because he's um, not bad. He's just. Yeah. Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles. Kofi, the most protected champion, I think, in modern history, of course, fucking goes over here. You know, Trouble in Paradise off of the springboard to go over. And then at the I mean, end, it was, it was cool there. to see him mm-hmm. catch it like that because I don't think I've seen him do that before. Yeah, it was cool. And again, this guy, I, he's the most protected. We could never say, I, I haven't seen a run this good in a long time. Or who hasn't he beaten? And who hasn't it been right. like in a long, grueling match? Like, he's actually a really, really active fighting champion. So good for him. And then. And then the greatest bit of acting in the history of ever. This is them again with their mature programming versus their competitors. Roman, I don't know what that. So Roman's walking backstage and then all of a sudden all the production equipment almost falls on the guy. And like there's this strange shot of his body laying there. And then everyone, is, it became like a whodunit type deal. Which, you know, did somebody try to kill Roman is how SmackDown goes off the air, which is what we continue into. That continues into Raw today. So lucky us, we now get to talk about Raw. And it was so funny because when that happened, did you notice like the the, the steel trusses and everything move into frame, stop and then fall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that poor. Was, uh, the whole thing was, was done poorly. It was done like if they hated us. You know, <laughs> I feel about a lot of the you stuff. Think his, you think his uncle tried to write him over? Oh, oh my God. No. You stole that from me because I was waiting for Raw for that. Because <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I legit, I legit felt that way watching Raw tonight. Because they, uh, that, that did happen. It was like, that did fucking, they did go there. And I was thinking, no way. This is actually going to be the way that it is. <laughs> for the Raw... I mean, at least tonight it looked halfway like they tried. <sighs> Not like I saw Roman lying down long before the trusses even hit the freaking ground and saw the camera cut. Yeah, yeah. And the only other thing happening in SmackDown News is apparently they're planning like this really big upgrade. I hope it's an upgrade for Liv Morgan, where she's going to be used to, according to Brad Shepard's word, she's going to be in a new gimmick used to reel in the disenfranchised female youth demographic. She's going to be a a Lita-esque rebel type character. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they just, I don't know if they, they, they could just decide to just do things like that. I mean, I guess that's what you have to do if a gimmick isn't working anymore. I can't say her gimmick wasn't working anymore because they never gave it a chance. You know, yeah. like once they split up the Riot Squad, like she just wasn't there anymore. Exactly. Everything she was doing has really been working. The gimmick fits her very well. She does just seem like a, like a naughty little child. Like it's just like. I don't see that's the thing. I don't know if the gimmick fits so well because they didn't commit to it long enough for me to know. 
I mean, just based. I almost judge it based on what I saw, like in the riot squad. But I mean, and I don't know. I just if it work. I hope they give her something that she can actually work with, and they don't just throw something out there because they think it's cool. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. But uh, apparently they did. She did some video here. I'm gonna show you guys this, or some video of her here. And that's it. Live in the rain. Uh, <laughs> that's not a pleasant sound. What does that mean? It's stupid. Blame it on the rain. I mean, it's one of their gimmicks. What do you expect? Uh, sitting in the rain. Well, according to what Wrestling Observer is saying, the only people that are really allowed to pitch their own ideas are Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and Shane McMahon. So, you know, most other people are just scripted puppets. And Vince recently put a stop to uh, Legends. He doesn't like people using Legend moves because um, Donovic, the Hogovic, whatever the fuck they named him, Donovan Dijak. Uh, asked Taz for permission to use the Taz mission, and I guess ever since Vince has decided that he doesn't want people using Legends finishers, with the exception of Charlotte is going to be allowed to use the Stratisfaction, and we're also hearing reports of Trish learning uh, the uh, figure four. You can't use Legends. That's so stupid. I just love this whole thing where so, it's like, oh, so but the exception. So, you, so what? You can't do a leg drop you can't do a super kick. You can't do the sharpshooter. You can't do a DDT. I don't. I, I mean, to- <laughs> I mean, probably, probably not those no. moves. I would hope, you know. But you know how they change their mind every week. You know, he'll 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 yeah. forget that he made that. Give it like a month, and he'll he'll put it away. You know, give it an hour. Remember the freaking wild card gimmick when it was supposed to be three, and then it turned to like ten. Yeah, or or even the uh, everything that they've done recently. When you think about it, the the commercial break thing. Is another example where it's like it it got backpedaled on. Just give it a little time. They'll get over it and then it'll go they, away. They, like they'll forget else. who were the exceptions. Yeah, exactly. They'll lose track of it because they'll make so many exceptions. That's what they do. You know, that's why I don't even worry about what their enforcement rules are anymore. No. <laughs> he could go back. It's not a super kick. It's a crescent kick. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. It's a shuffle side kick. Well, no, that was what they called that super kick before they called it a super kick. Oh, I know. A crescent kick. All right, well, now we just got to talk about Raw and get the hell out of here, which this was the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with Angry Joe opening the show. We got Joe standing on top of the damn, <laughs> <Yo. laughs> top of the damn commentary. <laughs> all I hear is him coming from behind the corner. You would have fucked it up. <laughs> He's standing on the commentary insulted that people would think that he would have been the one to run over uh, Roman just because he's Samoan and that not every Samoan has to run people over. Now, he doesn't say that, but that's how I was hoping that this promoter went. But uh, he's calling out the commentary saying that he wasn't there. 
Charlotte and Becky have a match against Natty and Trish. This was the tag, one of the tag match situations we talked about where champions team, team up together. Of course, no one's getting along here. Charlotte blindsides Becky with a hit and uh, Natty takes advantage and locks Becky into the sharpshooter for a break, but she refuses to break it. And then that leads to DQ and Trish breaks it and there's some tension between the two of them before we end that segment there. Uh, Andrade versus Ray was the workhorse match of the night with a uh, Selena with the distraction going over Andrade, Hammerlock DDT. Um, we had that whole 24-7 gimmick where, uh, basically, uh, Mike Canellis gets to drop on Maria because he comes oh in with the OBGYN, but the OBGYN is actually a ref and, uh, he covers his own wife and he leaves the, uh, the room, the doctor's room with the title. But then outside, our truth is in drag, uh, in the waiting room and, uh, he winds up getting the cover and going over and escaping with the title. Uh, we get another one of these Brock Lesnar beating the hell out of Rollins segments where Rollins comes out all fucked up with his chair, but it gets turned on him and he gives a promo, you know, like one of those uh, do or die underdog promos about whether or not everything is going through is worth it. Um, we have Kurt Angle and the Street Profits backstage doing a little bit of a funny promo here. Unfortunately for me, my issue is that Kurt Angle always looks like someone who just got off of work and is tired and is on his way home. And he's kinda, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just kind of happened to run into some other wrestler. You know, he's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, he always has that look. So, you, ever have, you ever have that friend that you see? I've, everyone has it. That wherever the fuck you run into them, they look like they're just tired from just finished doing something. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, I just finished being tired. You know, <laughs> like, that's sort of how, how I see you know what, Angle. It's one word for it. What? Dishuffled. <laughs> Dishuffled. <laughs> but it pisses me off. And I get it. People will say, you know, he's old. And but it's like, why no matter what he's doing, does he have to look like that? Every time I see him, he looks like he just got off of a hard shift. He looks like he has a bag of groceries and he's looking for his keys in his other pocket. Exactly. That, that's exactly what he looks. Exactly how he looks. Why do you look like that all he looks the time? Like he, just, he looks like he just got home from church and just changed back into his regular clothes. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. It gets on my nerves. Like, damn, you look tired. I gotta go to the store. I gotta get my car keys. I swear, I swear to God, like, like, Kurt Angle should not, in 2019, be looking like a gym teacher in between classes. It's hard to believe that that's even the same guy that was that monster that used to exist, you know? It was practically like a Marvel-level character. Like, when I saw him today, I was just like, why does he look so tired? He's just talking to the Street Profits. <laughs> Why is that exhausting for him? <laughs> you know, like the more I think about it, the funnier it is. Like that motherfucker got blown up talking to the street prop. He looked so tired. Go back and watch how fucking tired he looked. Damn, Imagine that man. little daughter comes up. Hey, daddy. <gasps> <laughs> sisters where's your mother it just breaks my heart to see him look it's like damn why do you look so tired from just hanging out with the street prophets Ooh, he was he was in a rush to get that milk out of the way kurt i need you to come in from rob but i need you to run here he, no drank, car, that, he, he drank that milk like somebody who tried to drink a coke too fast and you get winded oh man but then uh, get the hiccups <laughs> So, so I, I don't even understand why he's going to be the guest ref for Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre. 
But uh, it, it was just an excuse for Bray Wyatt to attack him, which I don't know why that would happen. So it's like, to me, they were building up for something that I don't understand why we would want anyway. So sure, great. That was that. Was that. Um, All I'm saying is this is the second time this match was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. Yeah, that's they have a habit of matches that are supposed to happen. And though, speaking of OC, supposed to have a match against the New Day, but they wind up jumping them. Ricochet runs in. That becomes a a, a triple threat match, or I'm sorry, a, a six man tag match. And uh, the the Good Brothers go over. Well, it's kind of cool to see uh, Gallows kind of go New Japan and come up with a face paint. Yeah, yeah, they, their appearance now looks uh, a lot like the actual. Uh, Bullet Club guys now, so I'm glad that they. That was my favorite thing about seeing him in Japan was seeing him come out with that face paint. Yeah, so then Joe confronts Roman in the parking lot, but as he's confronting him, Rikishi hits Roman with a fucking car. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Oh shit! I can't believe that we did the car thing. There were a bunch of Samoans around, and somebody hit someone with a car, and we don't know who it is again. You look fly till bam. I did it for Hobbs and Shaw. No. And this time Samoa Joe's playing the role of Triple H because Samoa Joe literally said what Triple H said to Stone Cold. Where he was like, if I was going to attack you, I would do it to your face, blah, blah. But if you recall, after Rikishi turned out to be an unconvincing heel, they flipped it and made it Triple H who put him up to it. And he goes, well, I lied to your ass. So maybe oh. Samoa Joe will just lie. I don't know. I don't know. So what's who falls here. in hate truck? Uh, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid angle, man. And now uh, we had Joe who was acting really concerned. You know, get some help out here. You know, don't move. You know, it's, I don't know if it's if they're selling or oh, they could change it at the last minute. Um, what squires going to put that in the ether? Because apparently, Hell in the Cell is going to be in Atlanta. I won't go if that's what happened. Yeah. So we get a fatal four-way women's tag match with the Iconics eliminated, Fine Desire eliminated, new tag team champions. Long story short, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross did not see that coming. Don't know where it's going. All I know is the most irrelevant champions in WWE history are dethroned. And what was after that? Just the Miz TV? Yeah, Miz TV, where they decided, hey, let's 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 give him a pee break during SummerSlam. Yeah, so Miz TV comes on. They have Shawn Michaels as a guest, and he's bringing out Dolph Ziggler. And I come and I can't believe they had the balls to do this. They made it look like Shawn Michaels was going to have a match against Dolph Ziggler, which for the past few weeks they've been having those those confrontations where they've even attacked each other and gotten physical. And uh, you know, Shawn Michaels called him nothing more than a, than a poor man's Dolph Ziggler, whatever the hell he uh, nothing more than a poor man's Shawn Michaels or whatever he called him, and he insulted him. So it looked like this was building, and then it was like uh, Miz does the whole you know you're gonna face me next monday on raw because i you know your opponent's not gonna be me and then Shawn michaels has the mic and he's like it's not gonna be me and we already knew it was goldberg from the early leaks but it's just the way that they did it the way they made it seem like it was Shawn michaels but instead it's goldberg you know how out of touch with your audience and your product you have to be to tease Shawn michaels and give goldberg (laughs) so i guess miz and ziggler next monday on fucking nitro like what the fuck no Nobody wanted this match. Nobody. Poor Ziggler is going to have to be the safest person on human on God's green earth. Avoid Goldberg like the plague. At this point, I'm like, you might as well just stick Ziggler on injury road for next week. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. I hate it. I dude, I hate it so much. I think your insult is more correct. This current Dolph Ziggler is a poor man's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so funny. It was an action. Fruity and slip. Fruity and slip there. But you see, like, I just, I'm, I, I hate, and I knew it was coming. And I knew it was see, coming. And the thing is, I don't really ever... spoil, I don't really spoil wrestling. And it was such a funny moment because, 
like the girlfriend looks at me and she goes, "Oh, you have to change the poll for tonight. They're about to announce Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler." <laughs> And I just looked at her and I smiled and didn't say anything. And she was like, it's not Shawn Michaels. And I just kept smiling. And she was like, is it Goldberg? She, she said, she said, is it Goldberg? And then I smiled bigger. And then the music is went, da-da. It was such a great moment. The better thing than covering wrestling is not spoiling moments like that. Because I knew it was coming. I knew it was like, oh, God, here it comes. Here it comes. The most devastating you know, moment like, of the whole watch a horror movie with somebody for the first time and they're, they're really scared, scared of horror movies but you've seen the movie before and you know the part that's going to get him is coming I know so you coming. just don't say shit tell me what happens don't say nothing that's the only reason I legit enjoyed him coming out because I just saw it going <laughs> like, I'm sorry you can't oh my god oh Goldberg again like I, I swear to God, after when it passes October, I dare them to sing over again. I dare them. <sighs> Just that Pac-Man death. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this was. You know what though? Aside from that, it was actually a good RAW compared to all the other RAWs of all time. It, it was, it, it was <laughs> yeah. a good RAW negated by Goldberg. Yeah, man. But like, you can have a perfect Are you greeting. Are you grading Ross on a curve? I guess. Yeah, it was good until to. that moment. <laughs> you totally have to uh, at this point, man. Oh, man. What but, a headache it but, is, though. But Goldberg showing up was like going from Red Dead Redemption to Fallout 76. Well, you know what? There's six days to SummerSlam. He could lose a limb between now and then. So I hope to God so. Oh, that is so funny. So, so, so how soon until he concusses himself in this match? Fell in the shower. (laughs) That Goldberg stuff. All right. Well, before we wrap up here, it's finally time to talk about SummerSlam and get these votes in for this big weekend. At least the go home show so far. This is a good send off to SummerSlam. We can't discredit these guys when it works out, you know. But anyway, link is in the chat room. It's on social media. You can go to talkbrunch.com. There's two ways to click the link there if you need it. Oh boy, I'm going to give you guys a minute to all get into your little programs here. All I'm saying is when it gets to the match, I vote the door. Yeah, so here we are. First matches, Trish Stratus against Charlotte Flair. Yeah, definitely got to give it to Charlotte. Trish doesn't have anything to gain, and with everything Charlotte has done in her career, getting a win over Trish Stratus, the way Trish is, it's still a pretty big deal. It's more for like having like the name on your list of wins. Uh, what do you think, Squires? Charlotte or Trish? Uh, it's Charlotte. Yeah, I think I'm going. I think I'm going Charlotte. I mean, um, why? If if Trish wins, I mean, what's yeah. you know? No way really go after that. Unless she was going to stick around for a while, which I don't think she is. They don't do things like that very often anymore. Not 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 with the ones that can actually still go. Yeah, exactly. Because the guys like Goldberg stay around for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Dolph Ziggler, I guess he's not going to have his match against the Miz, so you can skip that one because that was canceled. I'll just vote Dolph. <laughs> yeah, remember they changed this at the very last second of Raw going off the air, so just skip it. Brilliant. So for United States champion, it's the first official thing, which would be AJ Styles versus uh, Ricochet. <clears throat> you guys have been. It, it, I think it depends on if if uh, the OC becomes a becomes a big enough factor. 
Because if AJ comes by himself, it's kind of hard to pick because they've both beaten each other. Hmm. But it's kind of like, what are their plans for Ricochet? Well, from what I'm hearing, their plans for Ricochet have been big this entire time. If it wasn't for that, that minor injury he sustained, he was actually supposed to be the one out there celebrating with DX and Seth Rollins was the last minute standing. So they do want to feature the guy and make him into a big deal. Maybe SummerSlam is the spotlight in which they want him to win the title back, you know? Could be. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. What do you think, Squires? Uh, AJ. I think AJ With interference. With club interference. I could see yeah. it that way. And they seem to be pushing the club, so I'm going to go AJ as well. To do that little heel kind of action out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like these matches, either we're dead wrong about their booking, or they're just being too obvious lately. You know? But we'll see. So next we got Finn Balor going up against the fiend Bray Wyatt. I mean, this is Bray's return to the ring under this character, so why not have Bray go over? Yeah, and Finn Balor's not even the demon because they want to keep the demon strong. Mm, yeah. You have to... I mean... he would, And this is actually going to be the first SummerSlam when the demon's not here. Since Finn's been on the main roster, the demons come to every SummerSlam. Can you imagine how deflating that would be if Bray's match back, he loses? I... Oh... Just back on the same trail. That timer to October would be looking beautiful at that moment. I give up on him forever. Yep. At this point, I would just wait till the next 2K game where I could push him there. <laughs> you might as well just make him Husky Harris after okay, that. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously he's going to win this unless they've completely lost their minds. You know, which I'm going to be optimistic and say that they haven't. Okay. So, next match up in this is... Good old Kevin Owens versus Shane O'Mac. Kevin Owens, because why the fuck is Shane McMahon even wrestling? Yep. I don't feel like he has sweaty Sammy fucking win another match. No, I won't do it. I'd like to see that too. So I'm just going to go with you there, sweet and simple. All right. So next we have Bailey yep. defending her title against uh, Ember. Ooh. Ember getting this title shot kind of came out of nowhere. Like The dirt sheets are reporting that Vince McMahon doesn't like Ember. He just doesn't like Oh, her. well. <laughs> well, I guess it's Bailey. Hope that's wrong, you know, but if not, you know. I'd, I'd like it to be. I'd like, that like, you, he sees her as injury prone. You know how he gets when people get injured? Yeah, when somebody gets injured one time, they're injury prone. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bailey's going to retain here. Me too. Yeah. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, I refuse to vote for a man who can't wrestle. It has to be Goldberg. I mean, <sighs> what a slap in the face to everybody that he ran through, and then Ziggler beats him. I just, I, I can't, like, my, my mind will not vote, will not let me vote for a man who gave himself a concussion not too long ago. Like, I, I honestly can't imagine where this is going, so I can't it's help It's not going it. anywhere. <laughs> oh, mm, what do you, mm, what do you think for a pop? He's right. Rustling Goldberg does the Ziggler, forget it, goes up the ramp. Shawn Michaels comes out, super kicks him, throws him back in the ring. Goldberg does a jackhammer, and the problem with that is that Goldberg still wins. Well, I know he's going to win no matter what, but then you get that little Shawn Michaels, little bit of a tie in tease. I mean, now I'm going I'm, I'm to be taking like the longest piss break of my life because I mean, Goldberg match only lasts two and a half seconds because he can't go. So I mean. Huh? I could see something like that happening, though. 
him walking away and then Shawn Michaels interfering and getting involved or getting back in the match and then losing that way. The whole thing gets on my nerves. <laughs> it's a waste even for Ziggler. Oh, man. I mean, I think Goldberg's going to go over, man. I do too, but I just won't. I... <laughs> yeah, I'm going oh, Goldberg, Ziggler's... unfortunately. Oh, Ziggler super kicks his fucking kid. Catches, <laughs> catches punk ass at ringside and just... You want to see your dad uh, be a hero? Buy the DVD like a normal freaking person. Probably like $5 by now, maybe. Next, we got Kofi Kingston against Randall Keith Orton. I could see, for storyline's sake, I could see Kofi getting the win, and it's like payback after all these years. And it's like, what's Randy Orton really going to gain? What, another world title? Yeah, it should be Kofi. I'd like to think that when Kofi loses, it'll be to give the rub to somebody who deserves it that's like not been a champion before, not, not Randy Orton. Okay. Becky Lynch versus uh, Natalia, Raw Women's Championship. Just because of the fact of like they're just recently revealing the cover, I gotta go Becky. Yeah, Becky. I, I couldn't see her revealing her as the first female cover star and then she loses. Natty jobbing out in Canada? I mean, hey, the man gets some heat in Canada. So. Beats her with the sharpshooter. Oh god. That that at this point, the way Becky is now, that sounds like a Becky move. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> She's become so brash and just so vicious. So it's just like, you know what? I'll make you tap with your own move in your own company. And then I'll eat your maple syrup and eat your poutine. <laughs> hmm, I don't know what this one. I mean, I could see something interesting happen. I would think it would be really interesting for Natalia to beat uh, Becky in Canada at SummerSlam. <laughs> right? Either way, it can work. That's what's really crazy about this one. I mean, Becky's Becky, been white hot for now. This is a year since she made that dramatic turn. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Natty's home. So. I wouldn't mind seeing that. So I'm going to go Natty just as a strange wild card thing. Yeah. And then lastly, we have good old Brock Lesnar, your favorite against Seth Rollins. I'm going DQ, no contest. Maybe like they stop the match or something. Mm. It just seems like the path that gives Brock the least amount of work to do. Yeah, I see, like, a DQ, too. But maybe just because of like some kind st- of stoppage. Yeah, yeah. Like they stop the match or something. Because like, Seth just won't stay I down. See so. Something like that. So nobody nobody loses, really. I mean, the man was barely walking tonight, so. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really see any other way out of it. They wrote themselves such a stupid angle to make him injured like that to go into a match like this with no hope of it That's being a match. That's what they do all the time. All their angles seem to go in some random corner they can't get their way out of. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go... Uh, I think I'm going with you with DQ, no contest. Something happening here. You know? <sighs> Who knows? Yeah. All right, either way, I'm hitting finish. You know, check the dot .com for you guys listening on iTunes. And don't forget, we yeah. have this up. You can go into the Mixer, chat room, mixer.com slash talkbrunch, or you could go on YouTube. I know we lost our following there because we kind of stopped putting wrestling stuff on YouTube, but we're back on there if you want to see the visuals that we're talking about. Ever since this new setup, the main show's on there now. Yeah, you can see everything on here. We have a pretty good setup, and we're still improving it. I don't have the time. I literally improve it every day as I put together the polls and all the other stuff and everything this this theater thing literally until i saw it i didn't know about it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I'm literally, I'm just doing a one-man thing at this point, guys. Everything you see is just me doing production behind the scenes, working completely alone on this. So sometimes I need a few weeks to get certain things implemented so when we come on here, we don't look stupid. So that's why certain things might move a little bit slower. But uh, we'll get the hang of it. Yeah, you're killing it, though, so. All right, anyway, uh, is that it? Anything else you want to mention before we wrap up here? That's pretty much it. I mean, hey, takeover Saturday, SummerSlam Sunday. Yeah, we'll be with you all weekend. Uh and. And don't forget that, you know, Mist, of course, and the rest of us are going to be here on Tuesday after the main show tomorrow, or, well, after game night and uh, doing Sea of Thieves and uh, all that other stuff that we like to do, killing Krakens. And... All I'm saying is we killed the Kraken, all right? You're going to mess with us after that. You ever tried to it kill was, that Kraken? It was a dusty finish, though, because we sunk seconds later. Yeah. yeah. That, game, that game has tried to kill us on numerous occasions. What was it that one time? I think it was the first time we got the Kraken, the Megalodon, a pack of sharks, and a ghost ship at the same time almost. When you like, run into that Kraken for the first time, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know what's so funny? And I think it was either Stasis or Miss called it a second before it happened. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the water got dark. That's what it was. Yep. So, yeah. We'll, we'll be doing that. We'll be doing uh, Sea of Thieves. Whatever else comes up. Because right now, anyone who has Game Pass, you're welcome to join us. Join the Xbox Club Talk Brunch to search it on yeah. Xbox. We're, we're pretty much playing. We, We've become very we, open and, and uh, diverse on all of the random titles that we run. If you look through our archives. Yeah, we still got to run through Onrush one time for that game. Oh, you haven't hear a stress relief. That game is mayhem and personified. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like... um. It's like burnout with superpowers almost. Yeah, and it's fast too, so it takes a little bit to kind of get used to how quick it's moving. Like that's the one thing I noticed the first time I played. It feels almost faster than burnout. Yeah, and as you guys can see, there's a lot of games that are unfortunately don't have a four player or above online co-op. They're couch co-op games that I find to be gems on the. uh, on the Game Pass. And I've been going out of my way, if you guys have been following Mixer throughout the random weeks, to just bring local friends into my place so that we can do this. A few of these, I had a couple of friends come over so that we can play Neon Chrome, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Four player co-op. I also did Full Metal, uh, Fury. Was that, was that, uh, were you on that, Dustin? The Full Metal Fury? Yeah, I was on that. Okay. So I was half couch co-op because I had uh, three people over at my place and then you were on locally. So uh, like I said, we try to mix it up and, and do some of the couch co-op streams for stuff that's harder yeah. to get online. But yeah, this throughout the rest of this week, just look out for for uh, that kind of stuff. And again, in the weekend, we'll be getting into SummerSlam weekend with NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, we even returned to Telltale Walking Dead yes. uh, last night. So that was that was quite the trip back home. So. Yeah, we're back to Telltale Games again. We did The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. Uh, so, yeah. you know, again, all of that stuff and more coming up. Yeah, so. plenty of stuff waiting in the wings as well. You'd be surprised how many ideas we have. We just haven't got to pull the trigger on you. Yep. That being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this wonderfully long show. Willie V2 and EB Gamer and Six Slayer, Lurks, Stasis Dreams, Joe Woko, Cool Ice, Mark 710, Edgy CJ, Baller, George Z, C Room 87901, Rocco Taco, Ma- Singer, Eager Carrot 47, Born Set 89177344, Vaping Irish Q, QVC, Speedy Prism 5370, J Love 3187, Jeremiah 48418, Friendly Fister, JVQZ, The Ruju, Manny Man X 32, Dark Sea Sailor. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 332, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For Destin and Squires, we are out of here. See you in Toronto. Oh, I just skinned my knee. Shut it down.